Sorry, I forgot to tell you guys we're live. We're live. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny's James Bond in Review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every movie in the Daniel Craig James Bond cinematic universe. I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Andy Cortez. Good morning, everybody. You seem all business today, Andy. Tim, I'm ready to talk about this goddamn movie, all right? Yeah? Damn, I have thoughts. I've got opinions. Oh, man. I can't wait to hear those Sit thoughts the fuck and opinions. We got Kevin Coelho, the big dog himself, making an appearance. A rare appearance nowadays. No construction today? Uh, they had to stop early, so there we go. <laughs> no, I killed them all. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, okay. man, the producer slash producer, Nick Scarpino. What's up, everyone? Kevin, I was watching um, a thing on Drug Lords the other day, and uh-huh. one of the uh, they were talking about the, the Cali cartel. And I thought of you because they built every one of their little hideouts. They built a little like fake wall where they could go hide if they got raided. And I was like, I wonder if Kevin's thinking about doing like not necessarily a panic room, but just some sort of like secret room or secret passage in I his mean, house. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about all that stuff. Come on, don't be silly. Secret bookshelves, Kevin. <laughs> secret bookshelves, right? Oh, man, ladies and gentlemen, this is in review every week. We watch a movie, we talk about it, we review it, we rank it against the other movies. You can watch this live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, or you could watch it later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnyroosterteeth.com, or you can listen to it as a podcast. Just search for Kind of Funny Reviews on your favorite podcast service. Uh, leave us the five stars, leave us the five thumbs up, leave us all, all the things. Yeah, five thumbs up, bitches. Mm. Deal with it. <laughs> uh, if you don't want the show with ads, you can get the show ad free by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers did. Mohammed Mohammed, Justin Toft, Das Bear Jew, Blackjack, and Jarrett Brown. Thank you all for doing God's work and helping. Andy, I need you to put two thumbs up and Kevin, you one thumbs up. No, Andy, put there you go. That's five, five thumbs, thumbs up, up right there. There, there we go. Why wouldn't just we just do eight thumbs up? Because that's too much, man. They don't have them. Because he thumbs. said five thumbs up, man. I don't know. Five, no, but man. I'm just saying, like, I feel like the standard is, like, we could all do two thumbs up. There's four Tim of us. Is that's Kevin's scale, Tim man. says five thumbs up, that's what we have to go with. Yeah. Deal with it, Kevin. Jesus. Is my audio coming in too loud? No. You sound okay. good to me. Sound good to me. Good. Um, today we're talking about Spectre. All caps when you write that. Really? Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really? You know what it stands for, Nick? Oh, Christ. It's an acronym for like something of terrorism, blackmail. It doesn't stand for that anymore, but back <laughs> in the day, it stands like... for terrorism, blackmail. <laughs> no, it's yeah. like extortion. That's what it was, not blackmail, but it's like this. It's a uh, special, p- special executive for counterintelligence, terrorism, revenge, and extortion. Revenge? I didn't have that, yeah. have that in there. <laughs> <laughs> the special that gives the S and the P? That's not cool. You know what? Spectre. Vector, it's all they they didn't make reference to that in this for a good reason because it's so <laughs> cheesy that the acronym for this super secret villainous organization is like eight characters long. They only reference it twice in this movie. Spectre. Yeah. It's yeah. Something I, before we even get into it all, something that confused me. This is an early science with Kev. Mm. What's up with the that's science, an octopus? Science. Yeah. Science with Kev. It's the smartest animal. Okay, but then how come there's only six legs? Oh, no, they ha- it has it seven. Eight. It has seven on the on the thing. Okay, well, it should have eight. <laughs> well, one or two of them are hiding behind the other one. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Look, see, see yeah. you can't see my thumb right now, but if I turn it, there's the thumb. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Fucking okay, perspective. Parallax, you know was, what I mean, Andy? It's weird. If you're going to choose an animal like an octopus that's so identifiable by its eight legs, like, why have seven it's, things? It's because it's, it's, it's all the iconography. You can tell the graphic designer was like, look, I know these things scientifically, right, factually have eight legs. But wouldn't it be a lot cooler if there was just one singular one leg in the, middle, in the middle and yeah. then three on the sides to kind of uh, it's just it's it's also, better for imaging. It's a better logo. It looks cool on a hat. You Tim, know? It, it, also, you could also work to give it a backstory like he was going through some shit. One of the legs got cut off, you know, got it, he's like a bad it. guy octopus, not one of them good guy. Octopuses. Got no, got no fight with a shark. <laughs> yeah, um, it is the 24th. Bond film. It is the the final Bond film to be co-distributed by Columbia Pictures, as Universal Pictures will become the international distributor of future films. I didn't know that. Well, Did it's weird because they still have the MGM on this. That lion. I think they're like just an, keeping that for Bond. Yeah, for Bond. But I don't know if that's legitimately something they're throwing in. That must be like a section of Columbia that's still alive, similar to how like every once in a while Spielberg puts out something under Amblin, and you're like, what? Where did that brand come from? Um, but it's cool to see the lion because growing up, I remember the Pierce Brosnans always had the lions. Yeah, like Golden Eye had the lion. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Uh, but yeah, so this was released on November 6, 2015. Once again, directed by Sam Mendes, Megan. This is his second movie. You wouldn't that. know it on this one, though. It's almost like like if I showed you these two movies and you guys didn't know that the same, like, like you didn't know who made either Skyfall or this one, would you think it was the same team? No. No, right? definitely not. That's what that's that's the biggest problem with this movie is I'm like, this doesn't feel like Skyfall. It feels very much different. And I it don't just know har- what it, they were going yeah, for. Yeah. Yeah. It harkens back to like, it's so tropey. This movie has like every goddamn spy trope thing possible. And well, it's I, also, but like, I found, myself, I found myself enjoying it, but like, oh. I just want, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, Kevin. I don't think it was like super fun or great either, but there was so much potential for this yeah. movie. You know there was, yeah, there was. Movie was almost Before there. we get yeah. into this, guys, uh, a budget of, this is the crazy thing, all right? Nobody knows <laughs> the exact budget. And this is one of those weird things Wait, that's happened a couple times to, doing in review where different sources are saying different things about what the budget is. Um, there are people like, claiming my grandma. My, we don't know my grandma's birthday. Yeah, it is exactly, exactly like that. that. It really is. We don't really know my grandma's birthday. It's like this weird thing. Has like, anyone talked to her about we it? Kind of, we kind of like fake celebrated on, on two different days. It's either November 2nd or December 2nd. Nobody really knows. <laughs> That's whatever the family's more free. My it's, friend, a, it, it's a weird thing. Yeah. My friend's dad lied to uh, his whole family about his birthday. And then one what? day, like his mom thought it was like, let's say October 15th, right? And then one day somebody saw his ID and was like, why does it say your your birthday's wrong in here? It says October twenty fifth, and he's like, "No, no, that's actually my birthday. I just told your mom the wrong date, and I just kept with that lie." That is some Kevin Ash shit. <laughs> that's some weird God. shit. That's like some Paula torture shit. But no, so here's here's the thing. They a lot of people are saying that it, the budget was two hundred and sixty five million, but then there's another group that's like, "No, it wasn't. It was three hundred million. Y'all are fucking lying." Hmm. So there's like a war of the budget, oh, and apparently stop. it caused a big kerfuffle there. Who won? Um, so there, no, no one really. It's kind of in war. Nobody like, ever wins. So the budget is upwards of 300 million, making it between the 20th and fifth most expensive <laughs> movie of all time. 
Jesus. Twenty. So they did not. I'll be honest with you. They did not need to spend that much money on this movie. I don't. The, the craft service on this movie must have cost a hundred million dollars because it certainly didn't go to the action sequences. Let's put it that way. The it action did. sequences in this movie are so fucking boring, with the exception of the Batista fight. But everything not else, even that, like that, it just wasn't. That was fine. Oh, you're it was, crazy. It was fun. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I thought it was brutal. But compared but the, to like the 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 other movies, it was brutal, and he gets his ass beat. And I, but I feel like the conclusion is so just like, oh, all right, I guess he's he gone said now. The line though, yeah, he said something. That was something that I thought was really fucking weird about this movie. There is multiple extended scenes where no one says anything for like ten minutes. Yeah, mm. and it's like it doesn't ever feel good. It, it feels awkward. It's just very <laughs> weird because this movie, in a lot of ways, feels incomplete. It, it feels like the third act was super rushed. Um, it feels like, for whatever reason, they needed to give M something to do, which was weird. Like, that you could tell they were trying to maybe give him a team toward the end there with Money Penny. And you're like, okay, somebody saw a Mission Impossible film, but didn't watch the yeah. whole thing. I don't know. Um, the, 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 the guy, and I forget the actor's name, but the guy that plays C, I love him. He's, he's from, from uh, yeah, he's good. I like him. He was it's, in uh, Sherlock. He was Sherlock. in uh, uh, another show, uh, the Phoebe Walter um, Bridge show. Uh, what's it called? Anyway, the one you really, the one you like, the one on Amazon where she likes she's crying the whole time. She's kind of a fuck up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he's great. They give him nothing to do. Uh, and then the third act is very, very rushed. Could have used maybe two or three script revisions. And then the first act, you're like, it's boring. Like, why? The car, during, literally during a car chase scene. During a car chase scene, Bond takes a phone call. He just calls Money Penny. They have like a five minute conversation where she's like, "What are you doing? Oh, not much. What are you up to?" Honestly, I was thinking about getting my hair done tomorrow. Oh, that's nice. That sounds good. And meanwhile, yeah. Batista's like, Ooh, "But I can't catch up to you. My Ferrari that's twice as fast as that Aston Martin." They were trying to play into that joke, and it just like rarely worked for me. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of moments in this, like with that Batista scene. It's like what. <laughs> I, I sort of got 45 minutes into this car chase something like what but these make a move bro yeah. what are you doing <laughs> like you pulled up next like, to him just to look at him and like that's you know haha or whatever but fuck it let's let's get this shit going man contrast I, that to the to the beginning of quantum of solace where the car chase scene goes by super fucking fast and it's hyper violent and then it's done and you're like what did i just see that was cool as shit they literally just gave you the highlights of everything you needed to know for that car chase, and we're out. And it's all built up to that one moment where he pops the trunk, and he's like, time to get out. Bow, 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 bow. And you're like, that's fucking hype. There's no hype moments in this movie at all. Zero. Oh, I totally disagreed. I, I, I love, the first scene was equally good, I think. It took longer to get to, but the whole Mexico stuff I thought was like really awesome, and it built tension really well. Here's the uh, thing, Tim. Box office of $880.7 so less than the, the $1.1 billion that the last one made, uh, and a runtime of two hours and 28 minutes, making this the longest James Bond movie ever made. What's up, Andy? I love me a good one-shot. And Barrett talked about this long one-shot in the beginning of, this, of the mm -hmm. movie. Didn't live up to expectations. Unnecessary. Like, totally unnecessary. Like, when I think of one shots, I'm thinking of True Detective season yep. one. Season one. And, of it. and it is just, it's that one director, of the best. The guy that directed season one is directing. Um, really? Yeah, Kerry yeah, Fukunaga. Oh, I Fukunaga. love that dude. Yeah, he's I love that guy. I think long shots, I think of that hallway scene in the first season of Daredevil where he just beats the shit out of everyone down a hallway. And I'm like, there's a point to this. It's to see how hard yeah, it is yeah. to be this guy. It's to see how much effort it takes. It's to watch him sort of like get the shit beat out of him and still get up. That's cool. In this one, you're like, 
what they're okay. yeah why, this movie, why? Like, why I, are we doing this i enjoyed a lot of the story elements i enjoyed i i, I won't say enjoyed i appreciated <laughs> what they were going for story-wise right like there's totally like rogue nation mission impossible bullshit you know like there's always the higher person up top and he's sort of overlooking everything but the 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 problem that i ran into is like christoph waltz should be a really intriguing villain yeah like how do you make christoph waltz not a good villain in this boring you know why here's why because you just had the exact same fucking movie made in skyfall and javier bardem did it better the whole point of this movie is that bond's past is coming back to haunt him didn't we just see that in skyfall didn't we literally just go to his childhood home did we see someone burn that down but that was m's past and i mean it was his past he goes but i mean they go to his childhood home. Like, yeah, they go to his childhood home because he was like. They talk this, about this how their relics. They talk all, all the themes of the, of Skyfall come back into this. The relics and my six. Well, I, yeah, but I think that the difference is relics. this is uh, this is about Bond, and it's like closer to home. Like you know, yeah. this is how Christoph Waltz is tied directly. Yeah, it's to tied. Everything. But I, I thought all those ties were fucking, but just total bullshit. Where it's like, yeah, wait, they're what? lame. They're yeah, totally unsettling. Like, you can't just out of nowhere be like, oh, and then remember his stepbrother you've never met, or like adoptive Dumb. brother. It was it's a like, stretch. What's, what's the fucking point? It was a stretch when we went to Skyfall. In Skyfall, we were like, wait, we're going to his old house? Mm-hmm. That's very weird and feels very intimate for a James Bond film. But in this, literally, they just introduce a picture in the first 15 minutes of the movie where it's like a burned – and it's like comical. Like one of the faces is burned off and you're like – it, it doesn't matter. Oh, we see the really? face. We can't yeah. tell who it is as an adult, who, you know? Yeah, it doesn't it – doesn't. and then like <laughs> it's, so a, it's like a bad Photoshop yeah. of Liam Neeson as the dad. I don't know. Who was that guy as the dad? The <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, is that Liam Neeson from that weird trucker movie that he did? Uh, Ice Road Truckers, Liam Neeson taken? What's I up, also Kev? thought it was funny – not funny but like just – a bad sign when they like show the money pennies like why are you doing all this and sh- sh- he like shows a video and it's you know M from the last movie being like if I die do this and it's like all right well you guys can't even commit to the fact that like you know she's gone she still left one more message with one more mission and I I just thought like that is also yeah like- it, and I think that that goes to back up the, the larger picture of this which is that Quantum was supposed to be Spectre like Quantum was supposed to be this giant organization and then they just have a throwaway line where they're like no what it really was was specter quantum was just one of the arms of specter and i was like so so specter has some subsidiary companies what is that for tax purposes what's the point of having quantum when you have specter what is the point of having so they they can have that moment where walt where waltz is like it was all me. I was Spectre. i was silver i was what's so funny about it though how many of the head of quantum how many references there are to, to M and to like so many things that we've seen in Casino Royale and in Skyfall? They rarely reference Quantum. They say Quantum, but it's like when they're going through like shooting everybody, it's like, where's the Quantum bad guy? You know what I mean? Well, it's, like, it's, it's they have the it's, guy that's also from Casino, but it's like it, it just shows that they do not respect Quantum at all. They don't. And and you know, going back, if you had you had a chance to do this again, I think they probably would have smartly just made Quantum Spectre. They would have just made that second movie would have been called Spectre and it would have been about how this big organization is, you know, behind the scenes. And then in the third movie or fourth movie, we could have finally met Blofeld, who has always mm-hmm. been that sort of like the the cop with a capo or like the, the head of the organization with the white cat and, you know, the, the cheesy villain, uh, which I love that they have the white cat later in this. Um, but but it just it just kind of 
is just so weird. There's a lot of retconning happening in this. I'll tell now, you what, That's Nick. a retcon. And the retcon with the fucking 1964 Aston Martin at the end. I'm like, did you need that? We didn't need another reference to that fucking car in this. We <laughs> well, didn't, didn't... didn't they have that moment where in the beginning where Q is like, all I got was a steering wheel. I said bring it back in one piece, like, not bring back one piece. And you're like, you didn't say any of that, Q, because yeah, that was right. not set up at all in Skyfall. He got it <laughs> well, from I mean, a fucking but... barn. But that was an answer to your frustration from that movie where, like, now they have – they clearly cues like, oh, I, I built that. Um, you know, it's that, like – That's you, not you a know frustration. That's the answer that we were saying last week that right. no one wanted to accept. Yeah, but right. you, you have to answer but it in the fucking answer, movie yeah. that you no, made. Not when you have a tech guy that makes you tech stuff. Like, you can assume he made him tech stuff. They literally put that in because Tim, people had why. such a big problem with it. And and it was it was fine. They answered it. That's great. They it saw all 40,000 of Nick's emails. like, let's change it for this One more major thing where I was like, ah, I hate that they did this is the when, like – so there, there's this trend with movies that are getting remake of stuff that, like that hasn't been you know like sequels from super long ago or stuff like that, uh, and uh, one of the things they do is where they like drop a name that <laughs> that uh, <laughs> nobody like cares that like, has no meaning in that world like Bloomfield yeah where it's like cool. I, yeah Tim I'm sure you were just like. All right. That's oh, Doctor Evil. Yeah, great. Exactly. Yeah, I, 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 well, I'll tell you what, what it meant to me. Well, because me and Nick did, uh, we did the KFAF bit where we were doing uh, Bond uh, impersonations, and when I heard him say the name Blofeld, I was like, "Oh, that's the guy." You know, it kind of had that moment, like in, you know, in the, that moment that pretty much only I had in Star Trek Into Darkness. I was like, "Yes, I was just going to say that." Say, <laughs> like, "Whoa!" No, so but but fun. but that was that's a perfect example, right? Because every single fucking person was like, "That's got to be Khan," right? It's got to be Khan. And yeah. then for some dumb fucking reason, the filmmakers were like, "We're going to call him something else for forty-five minutes until he has this reveal where he's like, I am Khan." And, and I was it like, just "Doesn't mean See, shit to anyone Khan. in and that then, world." Yeah, but everyone else was like, "Who the fuck?" Who Kirk cares? is just like, "Oh, cool, All right, I'm still the Kirk." Yeah, the only reason why Khan was so impactful in Star Trek Wrath of Khan was because you remember him being a, bit, a really good foe in the original series. But if there, if you don't remember Wrath of Khan, you have no concept of this. Similar to Blofeld, where he's like, I'm going to go by Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Why don't you just go by that right now? Why why, why, why call him Oberhausen? Why, why does that matter well, at all? Yeah, Oberhausen is his actual name, right? And then that yeah, guy but like, faked his death and... That had that sure, the but why can't it be Blofeld? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why not? Why was there the need for that subterfuge? Or at least that's fine. But he goes by Blofeld now, and you're like, I don't know. It just it just seemed like a lot of this was let's shoehorn in some fan service here, and then just almost toward the end of it, it just feels like even the filmmakers were like, I just want to be done with this. Can we just M throws him off a thing? That's fine. M throws yeah, him off. Like the uh, the really Marvolo hits. moment in uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> like the 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 like the, the letters all backwards. Like oh, yeah, and, like, oh every single go. person that's watching bullshit. that movie paused it and was like, "Is that how that works?" And you start doing that, you take the letters. Yeah. You're like, "No, that's not how that works." Dude, when the whole like little base blows up, it feels like the end of the movie. It should like, be the end. It, of the it's movie. such a definitive end, and then all of a sudden it's just like, "Oh no, we have a lot more." And but then it's they like, go really back to the first base, the, the M's. Last, yeah, like that's office, weird. But my biggest like, oh. issue with this movie is the same that I've had with the last three that we watched, which is every single one feels like it's trying to be like, but no, now he's really Vaughn. And it's, it's just like, end. how is that continuing again with this? But then I feel like they totally reverse it by giving him a love interest that is the least believable thing of all fucking time, where it's like he's been like, he can convince girls to fall in love with him instantly. Cool. We've seen that over four movies. But she lo- he loves her too. It's like, you're over the whole Vesper thing? This 
this doesn't fucking make sense. And it, you're only doing it because you feel the need to now make James more contemporary. And it's like, I just feel like we're in this constant, like, cat and mouse game with what James Bond should be. And this is the first time it's like, I loved seeing the team together. It never felt quite as good as it should have. But that's because this, to me, feels like Fast 4, where it's like, we need a reboot point of, like, let's bring it all in so that we can start something new. But the mm. last four fucking movies have felt that way. You know, what I think it was, though, honestly, is I think they weren't sure if Daniel Craig was coming back. I think he definitely didn't want to do this one. Remember, this was the one where he got in trouble for saying he'd rather, like, they were like, would you do another blonde film? And he's up. like, I'd rather kill myself right now <laughs> than do one of those. And he was obviously has since apologized for that. Um, but I think that they gave him, like, a nice send-off in this as, like, a bon voyage to Daniel Craig being bon voyage. And then he came back, and everyone's like, God, stop coming back. Just let him say goodbye to you, and you get to you get to live the fantasy. You go off with a classic car and a woman that is literally a third your age. Go for it. Just go. <laughs> How is she a doctor, by the way? She's like twenty three years old. She's like this doctor. Like, He's like you worked for uh, Doctors Without Borders for like ten years. I'm like when? When she was fucking twelve? When did she do all this shit? When Child did she prodigy any name. of this stuff. Kevin, how long does it take to get through medical school? Is it oh, two years? Is it a two year process? I think it's like six to eight years. Yeah, maybe she was a therapist. I don't know. Therapy school sounds like it. You can she get was done that in like six yeah, months. Was, was a psychiatrist? But why does she work for Doctors Without Borders? They they put they therapists. Need psychiatrists, yeah. Do they really? Yeah, I think yeah, so. There you go. Yeah, I enjoyed this movie infinitely more than I did the first time I watched it. Doesn't mean I enjoyed it. And it, like that's the thing is that with this, I liked it watching all the other ones next to it because i'm like i remember watching this one in theaters and being like i don't remember any of these fucking people like you're showing me this girl i don't remember who you are, are you the girl from casino like i didn't remember but now watching them back to back it's like okay cool those pictures are the, the those are those guys but that doesn't make it better no yeah, it just kind of like, it gives it connection and it's just like oh man like it's just it's always a so close i feel like this is the one that's least close quick the life. thing is like the storytelling in this is very similar to a storytelling in like a fast and furious movie where they just throw random shit at you and then all of a sudden han's alive again no, but the difference is that's... you just like that in fast and furious because it's fun and it's cartoony and it's a light-hearted action film where fucking cars fly through this and everyone's talking shit and it's about people it's less about what's going on right there in those movies it's believable to just randomly throw those tropes in in this one it just feels so cheap and unsupported especially coming off skyfall which was such a great example of what bond could be yeah all right, let's get to the plot. The name's Plot. James Plot. Ladies and gentlemen, we're starting the plot for Spectre. And it finally, after four films, starts off with the iconic gun barrel. Wait. Track him. And then after, Nick, after <laughs> so many episodes, you do the show where you always start it with a line for the movie. Oh it's no, there's no good lines. You just go, ladies and gentlemen, we're starting the plots. I tried. There are no <laughs> lines worthwhile. I think maybe I highlighted one of them. About and the I was kite like, the tornado not... thing. All right, fine. You're a kite in a hurricane. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. White. We've seen you five cool fucking line. times. It was a cool line. Mr. White's eyes again. freaked me out. Either way, we start. I think it's important. I don't know why they decided to finally start it off with the the gun barrel thing, but I was like, it feels weird and kind of out of place here. Anyway, he's actually James Bond now. Sure, he's been. Wait, yeah, but great. haven't they done that? Like they did it at the end of, I think, Skyfall. But this didn't... is the first time we see the circles come in at the beginning. Usually, Bonds, the old Bonds, would start with the circle, 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 and it would turn into the gun barrel, and then it would track Bond, and then Bond would shoot, and then the blood would come down, but... and then it would go into the intro scene, and then it would go into the title scene. After at, that, at the end of the 
first intro scene in or the intro scene in Casino Royale, don't they do it where they follow the dudes? No, he turns and shoots, but this is like motion graphics. There's black following mm -hmm. him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then it's, it's like it's, the dead speak pop yeah. up on the screen. The dead Which was, are alive. And you're like, ah, why? Why? <laughs> why? weren't they alive? And again, isn't that the same thing that you couldn't we have started Skyfall with that? Because anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, like Bond dies in Skyfall. It doesn't matter. Uh, we're in Mexico City and I really want to go there because Day of the Dead, Kev, looks fun as fuck mm -hmm. and everyone's having oh, cool. a rager. Uh, we see a dude in all white walk by he's got like one of those steven seagal ponytails that i've always wanted and kind of had in high school but we don't have any pictures left oh well uh he walks I by a dude it up. we have pictures no no that's okay we're, it's, it, you know we'll, we'll let we'll let this one okay. lie we'll, right, we'll play right. it where it lies just, just uh the dude walks by a guy in all black and he's got like a souped up version of uh the skeleton costume that those assholes wore in karate kid and that dude's <laughs> with a hot girl and you can tell she's hot I guess by her arms i don't know i'm not quite sure how he picked this girl up because he looks terrifying in this mask but we have this one shot like Andy was talking about, and the, and the guy goes up to the girl's room uh, with him, and then we go over to the girl, and the girl's like, I'm ready to fuck. I'm going to get on this bed right now, and I'm going to – where are you going? And it turns over, and I thought this was actually kind of a cute cut where it turns over, and he's taking off one suit, and he's got the other suit underneath it. And you're like, dude, were you wearing that suit yeah. over the other suit? Yeah, Double man. Suits. Yeah. Is that where double suit? Like he takes it off and it's not like a cool black outfit. It's like a well, it's porn suit. It's Nick, amazing. They have they have like city surveillance and they they'd be able to recognize his old suit, like his James Bond suit. Totally makes sense. Yeah. I totally get that. Uh, let's. Why it goes over and she's with like the white suit. You know. No, he was in the black suit. Or why didn't he just stick with the black suit? He was like, it's gonna be too noticeable with the skulls. Because when you're walking on a rooftop and, and topping like a fucking two thousand dollar Tom Ford tailored suit, it looks pretty dope. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and his uh, guy's cool too. Cool it gun. is cool. It's yeah, like a it's weird cool kind of cool little machine gun. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he tracks the guy over to uh, the building. She goes, "Where are you going?" He goes, "I won't be long." And it's like you're never going back to that girl. It's not you're not going to see her. Um, the guy in the hotel rooms, uh, he sees the 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 dude in the white suit targeting some other guys, and they start talking about blowing up a stadium. And then they have a drink, and then they drink to the Pale King, and the, or something like that. And you're like, "Who's yep. the Pale King?" That's weird. Don't they say they, they have to kill the Pale King? Some yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think. It was um, they drink to death. They're oh, like, the oh, they, the yeah, they, they drink to death. Not to the death is. of their enemies, though. A la morte you know? is what they say. And they go, and as they say, a la morte. Bond That's goes, what they say, yeah. Bottoms up. <laughs> and then shoots That's and accidentally or maybe on purpose shoots the fucking bomb and it blows up the entire building. No, the, Which like, you have to imagine there was a couple people in that building. That are right, right before he shoots... He, like they see the the his uh, the laser the laser on his gun freaking on, laser and they freak out and he doesn't shoot the the dude it's in the blue white laser, suit though. yeah it was cool it's really cool blue laser he, so he, I had this thought in my mind that like when he first got up there I was like they're gonna see the laser what are you doing Bond like it's not impossible to see a blue laser but then I thought of this technology Kevin. Is it? Does this exist? I don't know. This probably exists. Infrared right? laser. You have, you have an infrared, uh, uh, infrared laser, and you have infrared glasses, and only you see. <laughs> oh, like, Andy, I'm right there with you. Yeah, right there with you. yeah. Right now, Kevin, infrared glasses. I'm seeing yeah. lasers everywhere. You know? Do you guys remember that scene in Casino Royale where he's like, "Stop touching your ear"? Yeah. yeah. This was a stop touching your ear moment. 100%. If there was another agent watching, yeah. they'd be like, why the fuck are you using Turn a laser pointer? First off, the guy's 20 feet away, and mm -hmm. you've got a machine pistol in your hand. You're going to hit him. It's going to be fine. And if you can't, pistol. you're not worth your fucking salt. Or was it going to be fine, Nick? Because apparently the man can survive a building falling down on him and an explosion. An explosion <laughs> five feet away from him and the building falling <laughs> well, here's down. Here's the thing. The yeah. building didn't fall down. The facade fell off. 
right? It was true, just but he was also in an explosion. But, no, yeah, sure, he wasn't in fact yeah. in the explosion. You're right about that. But in this movie, people survive explosions no problem. One scar. It's very you know? true. It's very it's true, good, man. Um, why, as... why do the Bond movies insist on on constantly having buildings fall and crumble when like that's the thing that they're in least bad good at CGI. making look good? Like, yeah. it's, it's a guy's come on. They're like, maybe we'll get it this fourth time. You didn't. I think because they finally wanted to write again, this movie is all about retconning wrongs of the past. And this one, I think, is probably the most egregious is that Bond never learned how to parkour until right now as he parkours down the sides of the building and then one falls and he just falls onto his butt onto a couch and goes, oh. Bond, Bond never learned how to parkour. He knows how to parkour now. When the he first one, oh, I see, because he was running through buildings. He never, had, he never knew how to parkour yeah. before. Right. You never, you're, you'll, you'll recall from my earlier analyses of uh, the Bond movies that the Daniel Craig one. He doesn't know how to follow people, and he has no idea how to parkour. Sure. So now we've we've write the and we have no idea how missiles got into his freaking car. It doesn't matter. Well, now no, we, we figured have that answers out. for all they, those. They we have that. answers for all these. It really doesn't matter. You can parkour the entire time. <laughs> you are in fact correct. <laughs> anyway, somehow Skiara made it through, uh, made it out alive, as uh, as Andy talked about, and he jumps into a helicopter, and Bond follows the helicopter, follows, and a helicopter fight breaks out. And I actually like this scene, even it's though I'm rad. like the entire time I'm like, just land the fucking helicopter. Yeah. Why would you go higher with the helicopter? There's two dudes fighting. If I were the pilot, I'd be like. This is unsafe. I'm, I'm sorry, man. No, I'm, I'm just a contractor. I'm not like this is. Oh, I'm a freelancer, it. bro. Like, leave I'm me gonna let you guys deal with this. I'm gonna yeah. hang out. But real he's quick. a bad guy too. At the same, yeah, he's he was definitely a bad guy. But like, I I can't imagine being James Bond and thinking, oh, you know what I should do? I'm gonna strangle this guy who's yeah. flying this fucking plane. Bad like, idea. Figure out Let's a way to do it out. where it's like less, you know, and moving around. But this does. End with the scene of the the gravity kind of playing, and he like falls yeah. up for a bit, and then goes down and fucking gets him. Love and immediately starts choking him. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a cool scene. Uh, he kicks the guy out, and then of course, uh, pull the 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 chopper starts to nose dive toward the crowd below, and then Bond pulls it out at the last second as the theme starts playing. Uh, Bond looks down at that ring that he stole from Skiara, and he sees the the squid symbol, uh, and he, which turns into uh, Daniel Craig shirtless and everything on fire. And I know what you're thinking. That's kind of cool. Until you forgot that Sam fucking Smith did the theme song for this. And if you guys need to, take a nap right now. Because you got about five minutes of just boring, drooling, whining. I don't know how this this falsetto got made. Those falsettos. Song's fine. As uh, a Bond song, it's not. It's it's just terrible. Now, here's some shit for you guys. All right? Here's some fucking shit. Uh, Some shit, bro. Despite the mixed reception, it became the first Bond theme to reach number one in the UK singles chart, the second to win the Academy Award for Best Original Song, and the fifth to be nominated. Also won Golden Globes and a bunch of other shit. But what the fuck? I did not realize it also won. Fucking That's Adele's crazy. rolling over in her grave right now. She was like, still I put my alive. heart and soul in a skyfall. Sam yeah. Smith read a fucking poem for five seconds in his also- highest falsetto and it's terrible did anyone enjoy the the actual video part component to this uh intro because no, i, I thought like, it looks fucking weird it's boring and i liked slow. it i thought it was i thought it was cool i thought that it wasn't nearly as cool as any of the other ones but yeah. i still thought uh, are we gonna rank it i thought uh, yeah, i thought the, i thought the visuals were cooler than casino royale's visuals I just I just enjoyed the aesthetic of what they were trying to do. The music though did kind of turn me off. It reminds me a lot of like an older, like an early, early Pierce Brosnan movie where you've got like fans waving women's hair and it's slow and it's supposed to be sexy, but it's like 
it just feel it just feels old. It just didn't I will feel say, like it was a contemporary um, intro to me. You know, they're showing all the the old characters in the movies, right? They show uh, you see a shot of Vesper, you see a shot of uh, M. of um, uh, M. Yeah, and and M's shot. It kind of looks weird because of the CG that they use. It looked like her character in Cats. That's amazing. Uh, what, what, like, what, it does this weird universe. sort of CG stuff, and like you know, the face is kind of weird. So her face looked kind of furry, and it was it like took her butthole out. I was like, I've seen this image on Twitter a million times. So it looks like the Cats image. Um, the I English not, band. I did not like the use of the the flashback footage. I was like, that looks terrible. Yeah, yeah. The English band Radiohead were commissioned to write the title <sighs> song and submitted Man of War, an unreleased song written in the 1990s. The song was rejected as it had not been written for the film and therefore was ineligible for the Academy Award. Uh, but then Radiohead's like, fuck it, we'll put something together. So they made a song called Spectre, uh, but it was rejected as it was too melancholy. But you out there can listen to the song now. It is available. They put it out and they're like, fuck it, we want the world to hear this. Hmm. Spectre. I want, I've Radiohead. never heard that. I'm going to go back and listen to it. But it's, all, it's cool. It's, it is it's a little Radiohead. melancholy. It's Radiohead, but like not the... Has, it reminds me a lot of the Billie Eilish one. Where I'm has like, somebody, has somebody like uh, mixed up or chopped up the Radiohead song with these visuals somehow? I think that'd, that'd be, be cool. cool. I'm hey, sure someone has. You should do that has. for KFAF, you know? I will, um, say, I will say this. If, like, Sam night. Smith is definitely the more commercial like Radiohead. He's like the Radiohead that you can bring home to mom. You know what I mean? Is Not it? at all. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Like if you listen to Radiohead, Radiohead's super melancholy. They sound They sound very similar. Where he's always singing and uh, the lead singer is always singing like falsetto, except it's so much more uh, depressing to listen to Radiohead than it is Sam Smith. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's uh, move on. Let's rank the uh, intros here. Where does this go? I think this. So we have what do we have so far? We have Skyfall. We have another Quantum, way to die. And then we have Casino Royale. Yeah. I'm going to put this below Casino Royale. I would say this is the last on the list for me. And again, I think the visuals are okay, but the song with the visuals, it was, I was like, if I were watching this for a third time, this would be where I take the nap. Mm. I I think the visuals, the visuals are, are interesting, but just compared to the other ones, they're not, uh, I disagree with you, Andy, with the thinking it's better than Casino because at least Casino had like something unique about it, right? This one does just kind of feel a bit more, cool bond imagery of like what Nick's talking about about old school stuff about like naked women and shit but it still looks really cool but yeah the song's just so whatever because so even Casino Royale I didn't remember loving the song and watching it this time I'm like I kind of fuck with this so it's fourth for me I'm, yeah. I'm re-watching it right now and there's a lot more techni- tentacles and like nude women than I remember <laughs> That's why it's great. From watching yesterday. So is it winning some points? Yeah, but I'm still going to put it at the last. It's getting visual points for me. The the song, though, just brings it all the way down to fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You have your official ranking of all the Bond intros and music with uh, Skyfall at number one, Quantum of Souls at number two, Casino Royale at number three, and then, of course, just way down there at number four, uh, (laughs) Spectre. We'll just put that bad boy down at number four. All right. Back into the plot. Um... Let's see. Bond gets chewed out by M. They're in a tenuous situation here, Tim. Uh, they're merging with MI5, and it's been tough. It hasn't been easy. Uh, Bond <laughs> asks, M asks Bond officially what he was doing in Mexico, and Bond gives him the old just using some vacation time, and it's like, no. You don't let him out of the office. You don't let him out of the office, but M's like, maybe the old boy's onto something. Maybe he hasn't lost a step. Uh, then in walks Max 
and I, I don't know how to say his last name, so we'll just call him C. He's the new head of joint security, and Bond calls him a big old fat C. And C calls him his employee, and he wants to bring intelligence out of the dark ages. And Money Penny catches up with Bond, and she gives him some personal effects they recovered from Skyfall. And it's like, what? Okay, cool. Um, and then Bond makes sure he's like, I want you to come by my place, nine o'clock. And it looks like he's just moved in, but he hasn't. He's been there for ages, and he's a bachelor. I'll tell you what, real quick, just right off the bat, I already miss Judy Dench. Yeah, mm. like mm. immediately, and and it's... and when I got to the end of the movie, it further cemented that thought in my head of like, I really missed her being in this movie. I missed her being opposite of Daniel Craig. I missed her. Oh, I missed their bullshit back and forth. I never ever really felt that with. Um, with current time, I forget. With Ray Fiennes, with Ray I don't. Fiennes, I don't yeah. dislike Ray Fiennes. I think he's actually good in the role. But I do agree that the dynamic was just always more fun between Judy Dench and and Bond because it was sort of motherly and it was sort of that antagonistic relationship yeah. you have with your mom, where you're like, ah, oh, I'm not going to clean my room, but I want to, and then you clean your room. And you're like, we just right don't need more British dudes. Like that's the thing we is, I feel like don't. this movie has like too many. Like the, on this team already, it's like we have the the right hand dude that's under. Hannah. Tanner, yeah. it's like we got Terrible. you. We don't need like we needed that like the female energy or just something different than just what seems like another one of him. You know, or if you're gonna do it, get someone that has good hair because Bond's thinning. Ray Fiennes is pretty much bald, and Tanner is a fucking cue ball. Like just, you know what I mean, Andy? Like put someone there that can stare at some eye candy. Give me a little fucking. Well, you know they made I mean? they made up with it with Q. Q has all the hair for all of them. <laughs> that is true. Q has a lot of hair. That, that guy has true. the most hair I've ever seen, <laughs> dude. Like just in terms of like sheer density, you know what I mean? Like it's holy like it's shit. you know what it is. It's one of those things, Andy, and I'll, uh, you'll appreciate this. You know how some guys like go to barbers and the barber like thins their hair out because it's just too thick. Bullshit. Yeah. Can you do that? Bull. Yeah, Tim, you have to have that done. They do it to me every time, yeah. Yeah, it's... I remember I told this story where I thinned Wait, out my hair when the, I the weird scissors the with shears. Marcia yeah. T- oh, okay, yeah, they do that. I yeah. told that story where I cut my friend's hair where he has like he had like hair down to his, his shoulder and he was touring with his band. He's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "I, I can give you a trim if you need." And I just like thinned it way too much and he looked like oh, Spiegel. God, that's horrible. Oh. Uh, so right. Nick, this scene yeah. here where uh, Money Penny visits Bond's uh, little apartment mm-hmm. situation. Uh, this was refilmed. Uh, like it was one of the first things they filmed, and they went back and refilmed it after everything because it originally had another woman in the bed. And oh. then they were just like, "Oh, we want to like not have Bond be like that. We're trying to change all this." And it's like you guys need to fucking pick a vision and just stick with it because it's like, what the Honestly, fuck is James Bond supposed to be at this point? I would have been okay with that. What I'm not okay with is the creepy ass shit he does to Monica Bellucci later, mm-hmm. and then the weird kind of skeezy old man kind of uncle where it's like, "Well, your dad's dead, so I'll be your dad now, but not really. I'm gonna be your fucking daddy." And it's like, what is happening with you? And oh, why don't you just give him? A fucking relationship at some point. Like, that's, I miss Ava Green. I miss that, like, someone actually has an equal to him that he can go off of. Cause, man, it gets creepy in that, in that Italian, in that it, house. It Italy. really does. Monica Bellucci, weird. the oldest woman ever cast as Bond girl at 51. First off, Monica Bellucci is fucking timeless. She was 51 in that, in this movie? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Monica Bellucci was in The Matrix, like, three or something like that. And she has not too, aged right? a fucking she was, uh... day. She was that French guy's she, wife. Yeah, the like dinner party. Yeah, God, I love Monica Bellucci. God bless her. She's she is she is a shining example of an Italian. Um, <laughs> anyway, Monica she represents the country well. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I were yeah. to redo the Italian flag, it would just be a picture of her, and I'd be like, "What do you got? Fuck you." Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck you. What guys. do you got? What do you got? What are you gonna put up against that? Taylor Swift, suck it. Anyway, 
uh, at that night, everyone Money Penny's like, dude, everyone thinks you've gone nuts. And he's like, well, I, I haven't, fin- I haven't gone nuts. You know better, Money Penny. She's like, everyone thinks you finished, but Money Penny knows he's just getting started. I'm like, cool. And then he plays the message from M from Beyond the Grave, and she wants him to find a man called Marco Schiara, kill him, and don't miss the funeral, which is a fucking dope ass thing to say. It but is. I would also be like this: Why? Why don't you just tell me what's going on? Mm-hmm. What do you think? This is a message from I'm the only one going to see this. So you've already given me enough information that if anyone sees this message, they're going to know what's up. Right. Like if bad guys get this, they're going to know I'm after them. And if the good guys get it, I'm, I'm the only good guy. Why don't you just tell me what's going on? Why are you being so cryptic? Em? What's wrong with you? Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, and then he has a great line where he says she wasn't going to let death stand in the way of doing her job. I thought that was dope. Bond asks Money Penny to do some digging on the Pale King for him and then uh, gets cozy gets in a cozy robe and opens up the box she gave him, which has a badly photoshopped picture of him, Liam Neeson, and someone else, some other kid that has a burned face. And you're like, this is just, they couldn't have picked, they couldn't have actually done a photo. Okay. Tanner and Bond ride on a boat where they talk shit about C and look at the new Center for National Intelligence and C wants to create a new world order at at the new Security Council conference in Tokyo where he, uh, if he gets his way, he'll have access to the combined intelligence powers of nine countries and he's named that system nine eyes and it's amazing and are we aware is no one going to call attention to the cat on his back and I, I can't control him he does this when i'm you gotta let him do it it's it's unbelievably appropriate for you to have an yeah, all-white cat right now. i know i know it, you couldn't have planned that better if you tried um <laughs> bond meets up with q and q shoots him up with some smart blood but real quick nick nick smart nick. blood <laughs> For real though. Yeah, you're right. You're, that's what they call Nine it. Eyes. Nine Eyes is a badass name. It like, is. That's Nine a Eyes is such name. a cool, like, that's Metal, a Metal Gear, Gear Solid thing. Yeah. Yes. 100%. It. Um, and it's Nine a cool eyes, concept. Huh? It's a cool concept. But it's I, also. It, it is again, a cool concept. I just. I feel like C's whole thing with the, like, information and, like, he has cameras everywhere and stuff. It's just, like, it feels super, super quick. Like, I feel like that's something that we needed to build up to a little bit because it's kind of just like, well, here's a guy that literally can see fucking everything. And you're right. Like, you're a bad guy. We know you're yeah, a bad guy. This clearly. isn't even an interesting, fun twist when it's revealed you're working with the bad guy. No fucking shit. But, like, again, and I hate to keep harping on this, but it was so much cooler when fucking Javier Bardem hacked into everyone's stuff. Mm-hmm. Remember when he was just like, I have this advanced knowledge of computers, and with this knowledge, I can just do whatever the fuck I want. I literally took over a whole town because I know how to how fucking MS-DOS works, and I know how the prompts work, and I can type C++ and make everyone think there's a chemical leak. MS-DOS, huh? Exactly. Do you understand? That's exactly but I like, thought, um, I, it was I so thought... much more foreboding in Skyfall because you're like, dude, Man. this dude's fucking everywhere. I thought, the, I thought the smart blood was going to be used to like poison him and be used in a in a more exciting way against him than just tracking him a few times. Or mm-hmm. or you know I mean? in the scene where he's getting tortured and you're like, oh, he's going to die. And they use the smart blood to bring him back. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. If his team's like, oh, shit, he's dying. How can we use this awesome nanotechnology? Instead, that it was just would to be use. Unbelievably profitable for Britain if they had this technology. You know what I mean? Like, they could do it. It would be unbelievable. I'm like, let's focus on this. Fuck the the... All that other shit with looking through cameras and watching people pee or whatever the fuck C is doing in his office. Let's let's focus on the smart blood and how that could just Wait. be like this cool new pathogen we put out. It's funny that like it, it they don't even use it for like the, the one thing that it does, which is GPS tracking. Instead, he just like lies about the GPS tracking where he's like, oh, but, yeah, the, he might as well just not have put it in him. You know, right. well, they, like, use it, they do use it at one point. 
Do they? They use it to, yeah. to, to, to like, for misdirection, right? But No, but th don't they use it uh, in, like, he can see that he's, like, in Austria or something, and then Q lies about it, and then later yeah. he's like, oh, he meets up with hey, we have to make sure to, like, turn them off, because if we can find him, anyone else can find it. Right. Well, yeah, that that's, I mean, t towards the end when, when mm. C is eventually onto them, he's like, they're like, hey, Bond is over here. We have to go save him. Like, that's when they eventually use it. They're like, he's in, what, what's that final destination that he's in, the final location that he's in? They're like, Bond's here. And oh, they're like, we got to go save him. And, and M's like, sorry, we can't fucking do anything because, like, we, we can see where he is. And if we go, yeah, uh, M will, or, uh, C will know. Somebody well, let Well, maybe see. they could all just drive a fleet of 1964 Austin Martins out there because you can't track those. We've learned that from Skyfall. Anyway, Wait, real quick, Nick, you keep mentioning that the the Photoshop job on um, his the his stepdad's face, and mm -hmm. I like looked it up. Holy shit, you are so right. Bad, like, the right? Photoshop one is here. I'm just. I'm, Why didn't they just get an actor and, and stay a dad? I don't the kids know. Here, fine, I'm, I'm gonna, like, I can show it here. Hold on. There. It's very weird. It's just, very weird. It's off putting. Look, I hate that. That's like my biggest pet even movie. You see how like weird? Like, why is it? We Why not just put it back? We can't see it. Oh, but oh you're right. I, it's, I can't don't show worry, you. Kev. It's indelibly yeah. burned into my fucking brain. Because <laughs> that's my biggest. Andy, I don't know if that pisses you off or not, but bad Photoshop job in pictures. Like yeah. whenever they pick up the picture and it's supposed to be them when they're young, and it's just a poorly comped face on with some with some like masks that are a little, like feathered at three. You're like, why didn't you feather it at ten? Yeah. Why did you feather it at three? Yeah. Jesus Christ. If you laughed at that joke, ladies and gentlemen, you're a fucking Photoshop nerd. Um, <laughs> let's see. Q uh, shoots him up with the smart blood, cutting it, and then Q's like, I want to show you one last thing. Oh, he gives him an, uh, an Omega watch as well, which I always thought was cool because Omega always uh, gets the watches in there. And this one was, I, I believe, a Seamaster 300. And he goes, I want to show you one more thing. We get the uh, uh, the Aston Martin uh, nod where he's like, I told you to bring it back in one piece. And you're like, okay, you put the tech in there. Fine. I'll stop bitching about it. Everyone, don't fucking say anything in the comments. Nick has made his peace with this. It's totally fun. Uh, and then, I don't believe and then that for a second. I guarantee you, before <laughs> this show ends, he's going to talk shit about that again. Because well, the car fucking comes back, and you're like, hey, Q. There we go. It's been 10 seconds. It's been 10 seconds. It's been a week. It's been a week, and the car's ready? Here we go. You know how long it takes to restore a fucking Here we go. car? It's like two years it takes to get parts for that car. This and is Q. This is cute. He doesn't have a bodywork guy down there. That's he a bodywork. He is the bodywork guy. I don't have it. <laughs> I watch a lot of car restoration shows. This shit can take years, man. You try to get a fucking part for an old engine like that. I watch Top Gear, and they're like, "Man, we don't have the we don't have the parts of this car, but we got fucking nano machines we can put in this guy's blood." It's true. <laughs> it's true. You're missing the point, Andy. If you put nano machines in an Aston Martin, it defaces the value. It brings uh, the value shit. down to the car. Right. Anyway, um, instead of that, though, we see a fucking dope ass Aston Martin DB10 with all the trimmings. And he's like, we, we upgraded this shit and it was meant for you, but you sorry, dude, we got to give it to 009. Now, Tim, if you're asking yourself, Nick, do you fucking love it when they talk about the other double O's? I really do. It's I so really cool. do. Cool, man. It's awesome. It's Don't awesome that there's other double O's out there. And if you remember Goldeneye, of course, 006 was played by um, Sean Bean. Not Sean. Yeah, Sean Bean. Yeah. Who was, uh, yeah, and he had a big, he, there's a whole... Kerfoot. Yeah, yeah, that guy. And that was always cool. I was like, oh. And then I think in Living Daylights, there were other double O's too in the beginning of that. 009, like, oh. I read some trivia. I'm, I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, on this one. But like, he was an Octopussy. 009. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Tim, will you be surprised if I thought it was called Dr. Octopussy? <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't. There's Dr. No. 
Yeah, I, I was like Doc Ock. I just mix it yeah. all up. Like, <laughs> I'll just mix it all up. Watch KFA yeah. from last week. You can see me <laughs> fuck, fuck that up and give me a hard on. All right, uh, uh, Tim, I, I just looked into it really quick. Andy Bradford played 009 in Octopussy. There we go. So there you go. Well, there it is. Um, I mean, again, you got if we want to put a team together, put him together with another double O for the next movie. You know what I'm saying? Like Ethan Hunt gets to hang out with Jeremy Renner. Hello. Yeah. Next yeah. movie. Smart. Though, Actually, that's a good point, right? Because she's the double. She's double O seven. He has to come back. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be dope. It's gonna be Ethan. good. Ethan Hunt. I can't wait. All right. They give him the Omega Three Hundred watch. Uh, when, and he alarms. I, I didn't catch this the first time, but he talks about. He's like, "Hey, just a quick note on the watch. The alarm is quite loud." And I was like, "I thought he meant the alarm to the building because he knew he was going to steal the car." And I was like, "Yeah, oh, me that's too." Really good. Oh, no. but he didn't. He meant the but alarm. I, until you just said this right now, I didn't get. I didn't get that it was the alarm was loud on the watch. Oh, oh no, I totally got that, but I thought it was going to be like a piercing Blur. siren that like yeah. <laughs> like not in a fucking explosion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was like, oh, it's to break glass. I'm sure Me we'll too. see him later put it down, cover his ears, and be like, all right. Yeah, yeah. would have been cool. Um, hey, of also, course he... man, it's, what a disappointment he doesn't get any more gadgets. It's always like, here's one thing, and, uh, you know, all right, he gave him three gadgets. Blood. I can't, I can't wait till Nick home. talks about him using the ejector seat. <laughs> That made sense though because they had he was he put those in the car specifically as and I like how they were sort of like thrown in there ugly where the why, where the switches were be, like why would it be ugly though when like I don't we've know. seen I mean, the ejector seat button before was that cool fancy one that's the red was, one you know on the it thing up and you hit and, the thing and now uh, suddenly he's mouth. just like you know what we don't have time to integrate this shit right so we're just gonna put a fucking PCB panel just on the side here with a couple yeah. flip switches and it's like what. And one, and of, them, like Don, one of them just like does Juan fucking music. One of, them, yeah. one of them just turns the radio on. It plays Frank Sinatra, which is hilarious. I love that. Here's what I'll say is the reason why they didn't have time to properly integrate it in, probably if I was his boss and I had to go through the books and look through what everyone spent their time on, I'd be like, why is everyone – why do you have five guys working on the fucking restoration of a 1964 Aston Martin? <laughs> God damn. What do, you do? what do you do down there? What do you do down there all day? You guys sit in your underwear, you drink fucking tea, and you just restore Aston Martins? Can I get that job? That sounds awesome. Did he stay in the same base from the last movie? No, it looked similar. I thought it no. was too, but maybe, but but I think it was a different. It was supposed to be a different location, but anyway, we'll move on. I've lamented about this enough. I think everyone gets it now, Tim. I think no, I no, not a chance. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone understands my perspective. Uh, let's see. Q tells him the smart blood is still, and he was like, "You got it. You got to do me more fair. You got to make me disappear." And then Q's like, "Fuck, dude." Fine. The smart blood is still in its developmental stage, so there might be some dropouts in the first twenty-four hours. And Bond looks at him and he goes, 48 hours?" And he's like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Uh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, Fine that was line. pretty cool. The next day, Money Penny comes to work and finds a gift from Bonds and flowers and a cell phone. Uh, Q comes to work and finds a surprise of his own that Aston Martin DB10 is fucking gone. But luckily, Bond left him what I can only imagine was a bottle of chilled uh, Bollinger. They don't they don't show the logo, but he made reference to that in the last couple. Ooh, of ooh, 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 uh, Andy it's, from it's, Funny. It's, a, it's at this moment that I. I realized I watched a TV edit. <laughs> Wait, you've this just done that time. before? Or this I, time? I walked. No, just this time. It's my only time I've ever watched a movie. I watched a TV edit. What? On Wait, TV? What? So you watched How? it on TV? How? I watched it on Hulu. <sighs> and Hulu has like Hulu through FX. Uh-huh. And oh, so no. on the bottom right was an FX watermark the whole time. Like yeah. FXM or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I remember... Uh, I was leaving the apartment yesterday, and Barrett mentioned that, yeah, the movie's like two and a half hours long. And I turned it on, and it was like, 
Ah, two minutes, seventeen minutes. That's not bad. Two hours, seventeen minutes. So they I shaved yeah, off two ten hours. minutes. Yeah, so they, they shaved off. I don't know what they shaved off, guys. <laughs> but, but there were several moments when like Batista dies and he goes, "Shit!" He goes, "Oh shoot." <laughs> it might have sounded better actually because yeah. it yeah. might have the worst line read I've ever fucking heard. Oh really? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Gotcha. Oh my god. Uh, let's see. Where are we here? Anyway, Q comes to work, finds surprise over at Skiara's funeral. Bond spots Lucia uh, uh, Skiara, Monica Bellucci's character, of course. And when he gets closer, he sees the back of a man's head, and he's like, "I know that fucking the back of that head. Uh, that I recognize this guy." But instead of just running up to him, like, I fucking know you, motherfucker. He just hey. lets the guy kind of walk out. And he's like, all right, I guess maybe I wasn't 100% sure on that one. I do love that everyone's wearing Tom Ford sunglasses in this. They're fucking dope. Uh, Bond approaches Lucia and tells her that he's there to help her stay alive. He goes, I had the life. Expe- I hear the life expectancy for some widows can be very short. Which I was like, was that a line from, like, an homage to Casino Royale's line where he's like, the life expectancy for 007s is short? And then I was like, nah, they're not that smart. No. Um, her bodyguards flank her and she takes off. And then she's like, she's like, look, man, we're all going to fucking die one day. We're going to go one day. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow. It doesn't matter. And Bond's like, what? And I then, the um, worst ways to die or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, oh, that's what and they're then, about to fuck. Yeah. yeah uh, that night, Lucia goes home, pours herself a drink and heads out of the pool. And I like the way this is shot where she walks out and you see the two guys, the bodyguard, like the bodyguards basically waiting to kill her out in the back, blurred out. They flank her and then you hear two shots. And she turns around, and Bond's been standing behind her the whole time. He he just capped those guys. I, I like that she flinches. Cool. There's that moment of her like thinking, like, "Oh fuck, I got shot." Yeah, I think this, says, I think this uh, movie is shot really well and and edited well. That's one thing I I enjoyed about the movie. I think the I think the quieter scenes are decently edited. I think the action sequences just needed way more spunk in the funk. Except the Batista fight scene, that was the best. That yeah. that actually did like because I thought it was brutal. Uh, anyway, he draws. Batista he, character is really dumb, and I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there in about five and. 15 seconds. Um, she she talks about, hey, this is a waste of your time. There are 100 more who will come to kill her. All you've bought me is five minutes. And Bond goes, excellent. Time for a drink. And you're like, oh, that's pretty cool, man. Why don't you go in and like get to know this girl? Maybe take her on a date. Maybe, oh, no, just pin her up against the wall and start trying to be. It's just, I think they meant for this to be sexy. But I'm like, she just lost her husband. She's terrified that some guys just tried to kill her. And now there's a random guy that she met. 15 fucking minutes ago, who's trying doing? to bang her. Who like, admitted he, to killing her husband? Man? How's he doing it? Because the answer is, he's walking up to her like this. Yeah, it's really creepy. It's just not sexy at all. Give it, oh, that's good. Like, and it's like, it's like, what are you starting to work for me? Pop. Like, like yeah. either kiss or don't kiss. Don't like, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Anyway, she tells him that uh, they're meeting tonight to discuss the replacement for her husband at the Palazzo Cardenza. Um, and Bond's like, cool. And then they bang. And then after they bang, she's sitting there in like a garter belt and like a, a, a what do they call Boussier? And I'm like, mm. Madonna. Um, and she's, he's like, listen, I call my buddy Felix Leiter and he's going to come pick you up. He's from the CIA and you're going to be okay. And I was so sad like, I didn't see him. Yeah, yeah. Like, know. let's put him back in the movies, man. Come on, guys. I know. Or, I'm okay, back. I'll, I'll say this. I think he's when coming I, back for I, uh, No Time yes. to Die. When I was yeah. just saying that sentence, I was like, maybe he did pop up, but I watched the TV. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they cut it out. He did not. <laughs> I like that they uh, mentioned him, though. Through lines are good, man. Commitment. Yeah, it's kind of fun. And and then uh, they have a nice, uh, he says, Buona fortuna, Dona Lucia, which is good, good luck. Good luck. Is that um, song? way too long. Let's just say Buona Forte. Dona Lucia, that's not her last name, right? No, Dona means uh, lady. No, I know. Yeah, it means like ma'am. Ma'am, But yeah. the Lucia, it doesn't matter. 
Lucia is her first name. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it was Lucia Scatta. Um, Lucia, I don't know how you say that, but I think it's Lucia. Uh, when we get there, he uses Scarra's ring to get past the security, but they're like, we're not fucking buying this. He's like, what's your name? He's like, Mickey Mouse. He's like, okay, fucker. I know that you're not one of the guys that are supposed to be in here, but go ahead, go on in. And then they go, I and then they have the, that. I didn't really, they, they knew he was coming. They knew that's the only thing I can explain was that they were warned ahead of time. That this guy's, this bond guy's coming in there. I thought it was like a password. Me too. No, Me too. I, I, I also got the vibe that like, they knew he was coming, and they were just like we were told to like, like let him through. Yeah, he says, "What's your name?" He goes, "Mickey Mouse." And then later he goes, "What's up, Mickey Mouse?" Like, give yeah. him yeah. like, "Fuck then, you." And then yeah, Bond that kills him. him. And then yeah, Bond fucks like, him up fast. That guy thought he had the upper hand, and he lost it really fast. No, yeah. But I will say that I will say that when that whole when the whole twist uh, occurs with um, Oberhauser or whatever, um, and he looks up and he's like, "James, you know, you're here." Was or that a twist? No, I mean, okay. Here's okay, the thing. Here's I'm the just thing. saying, like, so that, that moment, reveal. yeah. So that mo that reveal happened, and I kind of had to go back and be like, did I miss something? Nope, like, you didn't miss anything. No. Okay. Yeah. Nope. nope. Just very. He comes anything. out in shadows, and you're like, okay, is that going to be Mr. White? Is it going to be someone we've seen before? Is there a reason to have some level of everyone else in this fucking room is well lit, and this guy's just in shadows? No, it's just Christoph Waltz, which again is another one of those moments where like. With in, into darkness, I forget who mentioned that, but it was like there's supposed to be a big reveal, and everyone's like, uh, "Okay, this Con, is cool. Yeah. I guess it's Blofeld. Great. Who knows?" But no, they call him Oberhausen. You're like, yeah, "Okay, I'm really confused now. It doesn't matter." Uh, they find this meeting in progress. They're talking about how much they're they're owning shit. We got all this, all the drugs and all the cool look stuff. At and my, look at all my shit. And then uh, Oberhauser comes in, and everyone's like, oh, my butthole just tightened up because the boss is here. And he goes, listen, Scarra's dead. Someone else has to take a seat and go travel to Alta C. I don't know how to say that word. Uh, and kill the Pale King. And then uh, Senor Guerrera is like, I'll do it. And then and then Batista's like, and he's like, does anyone have a problem with that? And Batista comes in and goes, I do have, I have a problem with that. And in order to show you my problem, I'm going to fucking pluck this guy's eyes out, slam his head onto the desk, and then snap his neck, and then sit in his, in his desk. And I'd be like, if I saw that, I'd be like, you got the job. I'm not going to contest this because you're a fucking big dude. I, I feel like I would have been like, whoa, 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 whoa. This guy probably has jobs that he does. Like, yeah, maybe, but like, maybe senior... sit down, talk it out. Let me let me find yeah. out. Who's, Who's going to finish all this paperwork? Right? Though? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Come on. The guy's guys piles taxes, for Christ's sake. Um, let's see. Oberhauser. And then Oberhauser welcomes James Bond to the meeting. And he's like, it's been a long time. And Bond's like, oh. Wait, wait, he wait. Knows wait I'm one, here. one more thing. One more thing. Yeah. This guy, uh, Batista's character, what is his name? Like, Hanks or something? Look, uh, I don't know. Hanks. Yeah, Hanks. yeah. Sure. What what the fuck's going on with the metal thumb uh, the metal nails on his thumbs? Yeah, like, what's the same reason why he has out. a, a call got, like specifically? Yeah. Like is that but is that that's his move? Power. You think that's his move? That's, yeah, well, he I tried think... using it on James later, and James was yeah. like, "No." I think this <laughs> no. one gouges the eyes. This one does the bump of coke. You know, just a little bit of that. Yep, yeah. yep, the yep. douche. Yep. Andy, no. <laughs> All right, it's weird. It's, it's a weird. Again, it's one of those things where I'm like, do we need in the Bond franchise? Do we really need these villains to have like that that like iconic villain trait? Yes, we do. All right, I, well, I there just you go. feel like they should be cool. Like Jaws, you know, had, had metal, metal teeth, had the metal teeth, and then he could bite through things. Yeah. Like that was cool. Odd was job handy. had the hat. You Blade know, hat. he threw it and it would just break mm -hmm. things. Yep. Why wasn't why why didn't they just make him odd job? Wasn't uh... he looked like odd job? He looked yeah. like a big odd job. Wait, Did you guys he... know that the guy that was in uh, that played the odd job parody in the Austin Powers movies went to jail for murder? Wait, I thought that was actual odd, odd job. 
<laughs> no, they got a different guy. It was an MMA fighter. It was like a UFC fighter. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, I knew one yeah. of those guys. I thought I had it flipped, but that's yeah, it's sad. No, I think I don't know what the I don't know if the odd job was. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Um, Random. Let's see. Uh, oh, okay, so the, all hell breaks loose, and they get a car chase ensues, and it's the most boring car chase ever fucking created. Bond tries to use it's all the so buttons. long. Uh, Here's the thing, I, I don't think it was no the most ammo. boring thing ever created. I don't think that it was stand out or anything. I thought I, the score was awesome here. I love this movie's commitment to like, fuck it, we're gonna play the James Bond theme in every style imaginable, and like it does elevate the stuff to me. But I, I thought that the way that the the chase was shot was interesting, but it's just they weren't doing anything interesting. I think I, <laughs> like I thought there were the several moments where like they get stopped by like just normal traffic. Like some dude pulls out and it's like, oh, yeah. Batista's car got stuck behind that. And then another car come, t- takes a, the corner and it's like, oh, now now he's stuck behind a Fiat. Oh, he's pushing the Fiat away. <laughs> this scene the most interesting it looked was like going down the staircases. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but even and, then, yeah, I, the, music, the music did elevate it a bit, but it still didn't, it didn't have that to it i don't know it didn't have any suspense or tension built in it it had all the tension and suspense that you would expect trying to find parking in san francisco that's how it, at one point literally he's like oh there's an old guy in front of me mm. well mm. that's i just push him i'll push him into a parking spot there we go anyway bond's like so th- this is on his radar is is hitting on such a low level that he's like i gotta have something else to do right now i'll call money penny and see where she's netted out with this whole pale king thing and he, call, he calls Money Penny and tells him that Tunisia and Hamburg and Mexico City, they're all linked to one organization. And Money Penny has figured out that the Pale King is, that's right, Mr. White from Quantum. And the reason they said this, instead of just letting Bond discover this, because that would have been a really fucking cool reveal, where he's like, who's the Pale King? And he goes there and he finds Mr. White. And you're like, oh my God, it's Mr. White from Quantum and from Casino. And from like, I think he was maybe in Skyfall in a second. I can't remember. Um, I don't think so. The reason they said that was because I'm pretty sure nobody saw Quantum, and we're like, they're probably like, we're worried that nobody remembers who Mr. White I mean, is. It's, the it's more than that. I watched Spectre in theaters, and I remember them doing this. I'm like, I guess he was in one of the other ones, but it was just like, he might not have been. It might have been like Blowfield. Yeah, yeah. You know I just feel like watching like- him back to back, it would have been so much cooler to have that as a reveal. But you're right. I mean, I guess you need a little setup with it. Um, let's see. Bond tells her to check files on Oberhauser before and after death. And she's like, whoa. And he's like, just fucking drive me. And then finally, he tries the exhaust button, which spits fire at Drax. And then um, and then he shoots. Uh, he tries the air button, and it shoots him out into the ejector seat. And then uh, oh, Drax looks at the fucking car. And he's like, well, he must be dead because this guy's in the lake. So it's totally fine. But no, he's not dead. He just lands on the street above. And as he lands, it is that cool thing where he takes the, the love it. Like, hits love the thing, it, takes man. it off. And he's like, hello. I, I hope that from now on he does that in every single movie. It's I want cool. at least one scene where he does he just that. Does that. I, I just love how quiet it is. I love yeah. how, like, how, you know, it isn't this loud-ass fucking parachute. You know, I guess I'm so, I've am been playing a lot of Call of Duty whenever you drop out of the plane. <laughs> but it's just like, it was so silent, just, just, just so casual. Like, all right, bro, I'm out, dog. Uh, Money Penny looks up Oberhauser and finds some old news articles about a uh, father and son killed in an avalanche. Uh, meanwhile, in Tokyo, C is giving a rousing speech to pull all the country's surveillances on, uh, put them all on steroids. Thankfully, the resolution does not pass, but M gets alerted to the car chase in Rome and calls Q to be like, "Where the fuck is Bond?" And then Bond and Q is like, "I'll cover. For- He's here, man. He's in Chelsea." And I'm like, "I love Chelsea. That's a great little part of London." Uh, Bond, of course, is not in Chelsea. He's in Austria. He's gone to see the Pale King. Uh, and again, I think it would have been cool if they had let this be a reveal, but I get it. No one fucking remembers Quantum and don't remember Mr. White at all. Uh, when he gets there, he finds Mr. White. Um, 
and he finds him basically in a secret little masturbatorium downstairs where he's just like, I'm, I'm here, man. I got all these screens, and this is where I spy his, on people. His secret, what was that one more time? Mm-hmm. Masturbatorium. Okay, yeah. okay. I thought so I had it's, right. a, it's a special play. It's a special yeah. just, for, just to... Jesper Christensen has now uh, played Mr. White in three Bond films, giving him the most appearances of the same villain in the franchise's history. It's pretty cool. Uh, and I like this actor. I think he's good at what he does. But here we find him. He's been poisoned by thallium for disobeying Oberhauser. And he's like, man, the game is the game. But man, this guy fucking took it too far. And it's like, bro, you were fucking horrible. You no, have done you're a bad horrible person. shit. There is nothing this other guy could have done. You literally convinced a woman that the love of her life was in mortal peril. And then that guy, you just employed that guy to go do it to multiple other people. Yeah, That's that the really worst thing. That was a bad thing. You're a fucker. And then, you know, yeah, you're a piece of shit. Anyway, uh, he gives Mr. He's like, I'm not going to, he's like, I'm not going to trust you. And Bond's like, why would you be hiding here? Why would you be hiding here? You must have a daughter. And he's like, good job. Good. You figured but it out. He, it's like, he, that's weird. There's so many steps that before weird. that. Like it, it was like someone doing what is a, a cold reading, but being really bad where it's like, maybe your wife. No. Okay. Your wife left you a long time ago. Perhaps it's your son. You don't have a son. Okay. The daughter. Oh, that's what it is. I knew it all along. And it's like, yeah. all right. Step- Stepdaughter, masturbatorium. So yeah. you know. And it's one of those things where you're like, so he makes the leap in logic that this guy would have died a long time ago or not for the fact that what? Oh, he must love his daughter so much. Not that he's just the most rotten villain ever and wants to live. This guy, that's, I would have been like, you're just clearly fucking holding on to life because you're trying to figure out a way to save yourself because you're a fucking horrible villain who wants to live. Doesn't matter. Um, Let's see. He goes, I can save your daughter. And he's like, I don't trust you. And he, goes, he gives him the gun. He goes, here's my trust. And gives him the gun. And he's like, oh, wow, you shouldn't have done that. Because you fucking pissed me off and fucked up a lot of my life. Like, I probably wouldn't be in this situation if it wasn't for you, no, Bond. Like, not. everything definitely up. Not. So I should shoot you Wait, and then shoot myself. Whatever. Really quick. What happened? Like, what happened with him? He, like, somehow there was something that... that uh... He said he was poisoned by thallium in his no, cell phone. No, I, yeah, I understand that part. But I'm saying, like, why was there a disconnect between him and Spectre? Like, because he said that over, he said that Blofeld was too intense, too hardcore, and he had to he had to leave because he was worried for that the guy would. I, I think the the implication was he was worried that the guy would use his daughter against him. Yeah, he basically he basically said like, yeah, I I, I fucked up. I kind of crossed him, you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so now he's there, and Bond's like, okay, cool. And then uh, another great little ambiguous moment where, you know. You know, we see the camera. Bond's already seen the camera, but luckily this whole thing's being recorded. And uh, Mr. White won't snitch on his because he's protecting his daughter. But then Bond convinces him and he goes, fine. You know what? Try, if you want to find my daughter, maybe try the Hoffler Clinic. And it's like, no, she's there. Like, why are we being cryptic about this? And then he goes, she can lead you to L'American. Why don't you just tell me it's a fucking hotel? In, Who is uh, L'American? Remember? Why don't you just tell me it's a hotel in Tangier? Like, just write down the information of where it is. I don't need your daughter. Like, I don't yeah. even need her at all. We can leave her out of this completely. Just okay. tell me where the fucking hotel is. Mm-hmm. Or, better yet, you know all the information in the hotel. Just give me the coordinates to Blofeld's fucking uh, base, and I'll just drop a fucking bomb on it. Problem solved. No, I'm, problem sure they, solved. I'm sure they. I'm sure there were context clues that would have led the viewer to believe that Lemiricon was a person. But to me, I always just thought it was a location. Because it so sounds that, like America. Yeah, and then they well, have... It also they sounds have, like the American. The yeah, they have the reveal, though, where it's like, uh, it's oh, a hotel. it's American. It's not a, it's not a person. I was like, oh, I never thought it was. <laughs> like, it, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, no, totally I, with you. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was a dude. Bond searches. Anyway, he gives him the gun, and then he gives him the height. He's like, you're a kite dancing in a hurricane, Mr. Bond. 
And then he goes, you know what you should do, though, before this is maybe wipe all the security footage that I've that I've recorded. Like you would think maybe you do that in case anyone, you know, comes to kill me like fucking Batista, who you've already seen is on his way. So maybe just wipe that. So you don't think out. it was a live feed already connected into the system that they were putting together? No, because someone because C goes back and watches it later. Right. Or someone goes back and sees it later. So it's like you think that they played back for the footage. I don't know. Maybe well, yeah, but I, I was just matter. assuming that like that system that they were integrating worldwide was already well, why, kind of. Why would you to... need it to be a live? I guess maybe it's a live feed. So if you leave well, but the yeah, camera, but they record the live feed, like what we are now. Either way, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, let's see. Uh, M and C walk through the new intelligence building, which is dope as fuck. But he's like, "Oh, the government didn't pay for this. This is all private money." And I'm like, "That seems like a that's a bad idea. <laughs> like maybe you shouldn't let private money have an investment in the CIA." something like that you know like we probably wouldn't do that anyway maybe we did who knows uh and he's like he's like listen man when this thing goes online it's gonna be god tier surveillance and m tells him that it's not it's not about the info it's how you use the info right it's not the size of your dick it's how you use it and he's like no it's the size too like the size kind of matters a little bit because uh double o's are outdated and m tells him he's like you get they got a license to kill, but it's also a license not to kill. Whoa. Which I was like, oh, okay. profound. But like, cool didn't we, I was like, doesn't cool everyone moment. have a license not to kill though? What's that? Like, I feel like this is going to your thing about like this is just Skyfall again. Like, we got that same thing last time with James Bond talking to Q. We was just yeah. like, trigger, pull yeah. the trigger, or when not to pull the trigger. Yeah, that's I'm what. Like, yeah, right. we got that literal same line. It's but Tim, numbing. they were expanding on it now. You know what I mean. It's just giving us more info. It's it's, 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 I swear away. to God, it's like somebody read the script for Skyfall but didn't realize they made a movie out of it and mm. then just stole moments of it and, and put it in Spectre. Mm. And then Sam Mendes was like, this all seems so familiar. Why do I know all this? <laughs> and Roger Deakins calls him and he goes, it's because we fucking made that movie already. It's called Skyfall. It was dope. <laughs> Our damn had blonde hair. And just don't remember it. Yeah. It was awesome. Oh, fuck. I don't know. That was last year. Anyway, uh, C tells him you still can't control your agents, man. He plays back the conversation between Money Penny and Bond, and he's like, "Dude, you're fucking, you're like, you got a bug in all the MI6 agents." And he goes, "We watch everyone." And I'd be like, "That's illegal. You got to stop. I'm gonna oh, call someone." That. That's in America. It's illegal. UK, they're totally fine with that. They got bugs everywhere. Uh-oh. That's fair. Uh, Batista finds Mr. White's body being eaten by crows and spots the camera, and that the whole thing was recorded. Bond heads to the Hoffler Clinic high up in the mountains, uh, which is looks uh, very similar to the location in uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of that movie happens at the top of the, I think, the Alps. Um, Bond finds Dr. Madeline Swan, who is played by Leah Sudo, uh, who is sort of, a, I guess, a therapist for super rich people. I don't know what she's doing at this clinic. No one, no one does. It's that. weird. Bond's like, you know, you spent a long time doing actual real work. She's like, he's like, I think you're hiding out. And then she goes, I think you're a fucking orphan. And he's like, whoa, (laughs) how'd you know that? (laughs) (laughs) Only one person called me up. Yeah, that's crazy. Apparently you're really good at your job. Yeah. Wow. I didn't like, maybe I should, I'll sign up for three sessions a week. Let's fix me. Anyway, um, I will say she has a uh, she has a, a, a teardrop just immediately dropped down her eye when they're having that conversation. And it was just like so death stranding. Like <laughs> I just had like an immediate sort of response to it. Um, she asked him. He she he filled out all the forms, but he didn't fill out what he does for a living. And he says it's not the kind of thing that looks good on a form. And she goes, "What are you doing?" He goes, "I kill people." And then she immediately knows. She's like, "What? What? Where's my dad? What's going on? Did he send you here?" And he goes, "No. He call, I'm gonna. I'm here from your dad. I'm here to protect you. But I need to know what La Maricon is." And at this point, I'd be like, "It's a hotel in Tangiers. Get the fuck out." Are we good? Can you get out? Mm-hmm. But she's like, I'm going to be coy about this because this hotel literally means nothing to me. To her, it was just a place that she used to go on vacation with her parents once a year. Well, that okay. was it. 
but later it's revealed that she has very fond memories at this hotel. It's not that it means nothing. But like, she if very I clear, came... remember there's the scene where he's like sitting oh, yeah. there and he's like, sorry. And then he starts breaking everything. But it's not of such global importance that if someone came to me and said, hey, I may or may not have killed your dad. I want to know what La American is that I would be like, I have to hide this information from you. I'd be like, it's a hotel. Are we good? I gave you everything you want. Don't torture me. Don't kill I'm me. Scared. Don't kill my yeah. parents. Just, it's a hotel. It means, yeah, it's like when I used to go to the, the Hilton in Laughlin, Nevada. And I, people are like, where'd you spend your summers when you were a kid? I'm like, the fucking Hilton, Laughlin, Nevada. I went to Laughlin, It's Laughlin, just Nevada. like that, yeah. Just we used like to that. have a little tandem sport uh, wave, uh, wave runner, and we just would hop on it, and I was so fat. And then when my parents later in life they didn't come with me, me and my brothers used to smoke cigarettes on it, and we would hop on it, and I was so fat. It's to the point where I, I had to oh, go. Oh, like, I, thought, I thought that's what you said. I thought you were saying like the, the, that it was so fast. Yeah. And I was no. like, did you say oh. fat or fast? Oh, no. I thought you were saying it, it was, was fat, so fat. Like PH. No. And I was like, oh, no, dude. I was so fat that I used to be embarrassed to take off my shirt and have to put the life vest on because you had to legally you had to wear a life vest that I'd wear the shirt underneath it and then you'd get I would call it water but really it was tits tit stains of the sweat underneath the tits god okay let's anyway uh <laughs> let's see this whole thing happens so fast bond goes gets kicked out and he goes down to the bar to order a drink and then Q meets in there he's like give him the fucking the the butt flusher or whatever the hell the drink was, yeah, was the and butt he tells flusher. bond he tells he tells Bond that Franz Oberhausen is dead, and then all hell breaks loose. And then Bond goes, here, just pour this down the drain. We'll skip the middleman. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Bond goes outside, and he sees... Uh, Do you think that guy was just like, what the... They didn't even fucking pay. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah, fuck these assholes. <laughs> yeah, the guy's like, they didn't leave me a tip. What the fuck? Maybe it's a country we don't tip. I don't know. I'm always weird about that when I travel. Let's see. Bond sees... Uh, goes outside, and he sees Bond... Uh, 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 Drax just kidnapping the girl, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, that happened very fast. And then way too fast. Q was like, he's like, listen, uh, here's the ring. Q, you got to go fucking go look into this ring. And Q's like, good. Luckily, I brought this cool pad with me that analyzes metal because I didn't. Q strikes me as the guy that, that always carries weird pads. That he's he probably has another one that analyzes poop. You know, it's, it's like how Kevin, when Kevin used to go with us, uh, when it was just me like go bags, and yeah. Kevin and he had a go bag and I'd yeah. be like, Kevin, I need a very obscure USB cable that was it. only made from 1991 yeah. to 1992. And Kevin's yeah. like this one. And I'd be like, Kevin's always holding USB, like USB, a printer cables on him. <laughs> but he would always do this. He'd always go. He would just have it in his hand and go this one. And it would unroll. And I'd be like, that's fucking cool. Way to do that. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, anyway. Bond says he saw Oberhausen. He died 20 years ago. Who the fuck cares? We'll go on. Uh, he spots Batista. <laughs> fuck it. Security guards. And he beats the shit out of two security guards. And one of them goes to get up and he goes, no. Yeah. Like, no. And the guy's like, all right, you know what? You're right. I, you're <laughs> right. Like, I, yep. Enough. You this know what? clearly way over my paper. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out of my depth. I'm out of my depth. I did one jujitsu class and then I got this job and I never went back. So you... You good. Me, me bad. Me bad. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then... Uh, this action scene is fucking terrible, in my opinion. There's a part where they're gonna shoot her up with a drug, and then she turns on the guy, and then and then Drax turns, it goes, well, "I'm pointing a gun at you, so don't do that again." And she's like, "Okay." And then Bond chases after them with a plane, and I was like, "What's what's what's the what's the end game here yeah. with this plane?" I kind of honestly, I I think I zoned out quite a bit during this scene. It's boring. It's so horrible, for sure. Wait, wait, I, real I quick though, but... them trying to up the ante and trying to have like some big set piece moments that are similar to something like. Mission Impossible or Fast and Furious, and it—it's not that this is another example. Of me. I don't think any of the action scenes is bad. I just don't think that it stands out at all. It just kind of is happening, and you're like, "All right, cool." 
They don't. And I, if you told me Bond stops a cavalcade of bad guys with a plane, I'd be like, that sounds cool. But the way they implement it is just like not. He just kind of flies low and they kind of just like veer off the road. Yeah. So boring. And I, again, I, it's one of those where I'm like, why didn't you just have the fucking Aston Martin here? Wouldn't that be smart to have him have the fucking car here? Like Q pulled up in the Aston Martin and he stole Q's car. That would have been cool. And then they can actually have a car chase. Sorry, Kevin. What's, what's up? up, Kevin? Oh, I just wanted to say, like, there is, like, uh, Bautista's gun is like a double barreled 1911 45 caliber, like, huge fucking gun. I don't know if you guys noticed yeah, that, where that. It has that the cool. two parallel barrels. It's got the double barrels, yeah. And he, I like, I, shoots I, through <laughs> shit. Yeah, and it's that's, like, uh, that's pretty rad. That's a cool gun. I want to say that uh, in that first car chase, uh, I was like, if this was Fast and Furious, Batista would be driving a goddamn monster truck. <laughs> like, yeah, after, after Bond and the Aston um, Martin. Uh, and uh, then Bond. one more. Oh, just one Go more on. thing. We have that scene where uh, Q is on the uh, what, the the lift thing. The gondola. The gondola with the with the, the weird guy who's clearly a bad guy. Clearly a bad guy. And then you're he, a bad guy. When they get down, he tries to get off, and then another bad guy walks in, and a bunch of other people, and it's just like, what is this? And then when they get off, like he can sneak out, and it's just so stupid. It's unnecessary. Yeah. It, it's a lot. A lot of this, the secondary action in this, I'm like, you just should have just cut that out. This is dumb. Cut it out for time. We didn't need to hit two seventeen. We could have hit two hours. This would have been fine. But I digress. Bond uses the uh, the plane to somehow stop three cars and he ends up crashing through a barn and i'm like all right and he doesn't kill anyone except for one of the henchmen but batista gets pushed through a window but he's fine and bond shoots one of the guys in the car and then doesn't bother to just put another cap in batista just for shits and giggles i'd be like i don't know if this guy's dead or not but bah, 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 Why not? You, know, you know he's clearly a bad batista guy it was weird because they showed him violently fly out the, the front of the mm-hmm. car and hit the thing and then we we get the shot of oh he's still alive yeah hand it was weird it's yeah. like it just feels like it doesn't fit this universe. Yeah, they, yeah, it's very strange. Anyway, they meet back up at Q's um, hotel room later, and he's analyzing the ring, which I guess I didn't quite grasp what this was. And to be honest, and I hate it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say this. I didn't bother to go back and watch it again. Evidently, it's a hard drive with with the names of all of the people in Spectre in it, because it had Lashif nice and it had all these pictures. people had the pictures. So from well, this, they de- they divine that the whole network's called Spectre something, and then she goes, "It's called Spectre." And you're like, how did you know that? And he's like, well, my dad was in it, and he talked a lot about Spectre, so I just been putting two and two together here, right? What was it, Kev? Do you remember? Do you know what it was? No, I, I mean, I I thought like, wh- were they taking fingerprints off the ring? I, I thought that was all no, very uh, confusing. No, I, I thought I thought uh, yeah, I thought they were using like bio, whatever the fuck to, to oh, like DNA. But why would there be who had been who like been wearing that them? at any point? So yeah, just, but why would so every... the chief apparently wore one? <laughs> Like, but, like, no why idea. would he? Why would all those guys wear the same ring? That doesn't make any sense. That's a good question. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that about didn't it. That didn't make much sense. Like, all right. So, all these people, every time they die, they just maybe they die and they take over for each other, but they serve very different purposes. Scarra was an assassin, Lashif was an accountant. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, they, they get a lot of we get a, pl- a lot of plot ex- exposition here. Uh, Spectre, by the way, Quantum was a member of Spectre, just an offshoot. And you're like, great, fuck it, let's throw that away. Um, let's see. Uh, Swan's not happy. They argue, but then all of a sudden she's like, "I trust you, Bond." She's like, "I don't want any part of this world." And she's like, "But oh no, that's later." Uh, the <laughs> chief, Mister White, Quantum, all part of the organization, uh, headed by Franz Oberhausen, who was still alive. Not really. 
uh, sure. What uh, well, anyway, the name? The organization's <laughs> Inspector Andy, Andy Cortez. Then, kind of funny. Yeah, time. Andy. I have an. Uh, I'm looking up an explanation right here for the ring and the DNA uh, issues. It says one of one of the biggest plot holes. Uh, the ring, the Spectre ring, identifying previously encountered Spectre members, explained Q's analysis. If you freeze frame it, it is supposed to indicate the ring is made of iridium, which is an extremely rare element known for having high density and resistance to corrosion. Toxicology from the shown members was to indicate traces of the element discovered in autopsy, which is how Q links it together. Apparently, Mendez left out the exposition, exposition in the scene because outside of the members, it's basically telling you information you already know that Obenhauser is the head of Spectre. It, it's oh, that interesting that like they're saying like I all the white gold rings they're covered in iridium, so it's, I, that doesn't seem super rare, you know. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. People have this. the same question we do. It's like yeah. how does how does the ring match eight but, bad guys? <laughs> at least I guess it makes sense. They they had scanned the the autopsy of all these dead people. See, it was good that Bond killed them all. You know. Yep. Uh, anyway, so I think Q tells him the name of the organization is Spectre, and then um, and then he's like, well, "We still got to find this Lamericon." And then uh, uh, Madeline's like, "It's not. That's not a person. It's a hotel. It's a place. I'll, I'll take you guys there. It's in Tangier. You could have probably fucking Google searched that, and it would have been one of the only probably things that came up. Doesn't matter. Uh, that's where Tangier, Mr. White... by the way, sounds like a place that Johnny Ace would go to. 100 yeah, percent. <laughs> if you I Google Tangier, Tangier, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, I think they shot that scene there where they're walking up because we see the next scene where they're walking up that street. And it looks gorgeous. That's where they grow tangerines. That's actually where the tangerine was invented. Wow. Yeah, crazy. drunk dude, yeah. an orange and a lemon, and he just got them to fuck. He was like, "You guys know you've been wanting this for years. <laughs> just give in." Give in. <laughs> Sprinkles a little bourbon on top of him. Like, Come on, let's lubricate this. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, she tells Bond they go to the hotel and it's this fucking rundown piece of shit hotel. But she tells Bond it's like this is a place where my my dad and my mom used to come all the time. And then after they broke up, we my dad used to come here all the time. And Bond's like that's a lovely story. But then he starts tearing the fucking place apart. I like that he apologizes and he's like, all right, dude, I'm yeah. sorry. Like I have to do this. Yeah. Uh, they get drunk and Bond's like, I think it's this is usually the time when women fuck me. And then Swan's like, I'm not going to do that. That's weird and creepy. You come near me and I'll fucking kill you. And Bond's like, well. You're really drunk right now, but I'll let you sleep it off. There you go. Then she uh, gets into a nighty at some point. Some point she gets into a sexy nighty, and Bond's like, yeah, "Did I put you in that?" Sleep. You'll never know. Maybe that's weird and creepy. Yeah, this uh, whole part know. is very, very odd. Uh, I, I think especially because it's like her her mood changed so drastic, and obviously she's drunk, and you know your spirits change or whatever. But she's also been trying to someone tried to kill her. She's had a traumatic yeah, experience. Yeah, but, but it's just like she she's so drastically changed. It's almost like they're two different people from one scene to the next, and I feel like just the the acting there and what they were trying to convey but, with her character was so inconsistent. But she also like we see her lay down and go to sleep in this like white nurse's looking outfit, yeah. and then she wakes up in a little nighty, and it's just like when did that transition? That happen? was weird. Yeah. I will say, though, um, just as a positive note, I do like the costume design aside from this part. Uh, I like what they're all wearing, especially when they go to the desert and it's like desert wear. It's kind of a throwback mm-hmm. to like 67, like 60s style clothing. He wears that sort of like brown suit, which normally I wouldn't like, but it looks really fucking cool. Um, anyway, uh, later that night, Bond sees a rat and, and then it goes through a hole and he's like, oh, shit, I didn't even think maybe there's a hidden wall here, even though like literally there's always a hidden wall. That'd be the first, by the way, if I go. To a place where a spy used to spend all of his summers, I'd be like, "There's a hidden wall somewhere." Yeah, not, the only, first thing. It's... not only the hidden wall thing, but like rats just 
go through holes when there's not a hidden wall. Yeah, exactly. That's true. That's true. Also, he spills the water, and all the water kind of like goes that way. That what is that? That makes floor. no sense. That that just Kevin. makes the, the, the floor is not leveled at that point. Kevin, right. it's like it's like in the Last Jedi when they're in the cave and they're like, "Where are the ice foxes going? Mm -hmm. There's a hole somewhere here. We have to go find it." That's what this and is. Then they find out the hole is really yeah. small and they need someone with yeah. the force. Remember? Yeah. You know, it's funny too. In that one, they had it's a rebel base. So you think they may oh, have God, some here sort we of, go. They might have some sort of map of that base. Because <laughs> yeah. they, they, they fucking Martin. didn't because they just left that. <laughs> weird anyway all right uh Wait, so also Bond goes... really quick it was it was it wasn't like a hidden door they had just closed that it was room just, off yeah. and patched it off completely that's not that's not practical yeah, I have, I have like, yeah robert de niro from uh meet the parents in there like doing his little oh yeah his little <laughs> He's like, you milk me? that was Could cool when they opened up that? the rv and it was in there remember that remember yeah, that, that cool. um it is it did bring up the question i was like who how do you get into this room? Well, that's the thing. You like at some point, uh, Mr. White was like, "I'm never coming here again." And then I imagine he put on his, you know, like shitty jeans and patched it all up, mm -hmm. made sure it looked nice. Shitty jeans. <laughs> well, because you don't want to get that stuff on your normal yeah, pants. Yeah. Every dad, every dad's got a pair of those hey, jeans. Yeah. The jeans that I fix stuff in. Kevin my only ever wears that. I messed, I messed them up recently. It sucks. <laughs> Gross. Goes uh, so Bond just decides to take his fist to the wall and he bursts through a god like a goddamn marauder. Uh, and then he finds this old school cool again another Metal Gear Solid moment I feel here where it's like this is a cool like spy lab spy mm -hmm. office. Uh, he finds a tape of Vesper Lin's interrogation. I was like we didn't need that. We did not need well, that. And he doesn't even watch it too. He just no, looks he's like I'm he's done. Like, nope. uh, and, and then finds Madeline finds you well DOS on it. Madeline finds some coordinates, and then Bond fires up a really cool old computer, and he goes, Mr. White was scanning for a particular satellite phone he was trying to find Oberhauser, uh, and he sent Bond here to finish the job, is what he says. And I'm like, well, I don't know about that, but again, we all know that everyone's looking for Oberhauser. Like, this is the main thing. This is not necessarily a reveal, but I guess the coordinates are where they're supposed to go. And then suddenly Madeline, after literally saying, I don't want any part of this life, goes, I'm coming with you. And he's like, really? And she's like, yeah, I really want to know what happened to my father. And he goes, well, I, I, I told you what happened. Your dad fucking killed himself because he was a spy and a bad guy. Bad guy. So just go. Just leave. But he's like, okay, fucking cool. Let's go. Let's go on the train because I want to bang you again. Or I want to bang you at some point. Um, anyway, they track the satellite coordinates in the middle of nowhere in the African desert. Uh, and then another terrorist attack in Cape Cod happens, which over in London. You know, oh, guess what, guys? Another terrorist attack. We got to fucking fire up Nine Eyes. And it's like, it's finally official. It's been sanctioned. And M didn't get the meeting invite because they didn't invite him. He's like, ooh. Um, and the new system goes live goes live in 72 hours. And it's like, why not just fucking put it live now? Why 72 hours? <laughs> We're done if there was a season, terrorist attack, We're done in season. put it live now. Um, anyway. I feel like this movie does that a couple times where it's like, why is there a timeline on It's like when later when Blofeld gives the bomb, it's like, why even give him time? Right? right? Damn, I fucking Especially hated that. It's so, that's such like, that's so Austin Powers, like Dr. Evil video game shit where like what when he eventually gets to her in that little room like i expected there to be alligators or something in there like you know yeah. like it was so tropey man Dude, Nick, speaking of video game shit there's this scene too where like the, when him and the girl escape the the thing that's about to blow up like mm -hmm. the blowfield's little lair and there's yeah. just guns on the floor everywhere he's yeah. just like picking it up changing his ammo deciding what gun he wants to, to hold on to <laughs> he's like oh this so one's fun. this one's rare let me get that one <laughs> the, the the way they get out of that we'll talk about more than we get there but yeah right, we'll get mind. there because yeah, it's yeah, terrible yeah. um okay so anyway so bond i guess against his better judgments they go on a train and bond gives swan a gun he's like 
She's like, what if I shoot you by mistake? And he goes, it wouldn't be the first time. Remember that money, Penny? Stay at your fucking desk. Never go back out of the field again. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to get back to that. Fucking terrible. Just stay there and answer the phone. That's safe. That is a safe place for you to be. Anyway, he tries to give her a quick tutorial on how guns work, but she we, we get the fucking, she's like, I fucking know, bro. My dad was a bad motherfucker. So she's like, she does the cool thing. She I, cocks it and goes, boo, boo, boo. And it's like, all right, you could have just said you know how to shoot to, to prove that she knows how to shoot guns, she removes the magazine and, like, unchambers the bullet. Like, that doesn't seem like a hard thing. I feel like you guys could figure that out, you know? No, I'd be like, but like, like Tim's never handled saying, a gun before, but oh, the tip of the gun, the bullet was... Dude. Yeah, no, but yeah. it's the way she did Front it. Frontside, backside. Yeah. She did it in a way that looked really cool and sleek, and it was like, she's just looking at it. She wasn't even looking at the gun. She just all did it, and it was like, okay, she knows what she's doing. This girl's this girl's been around the battlefield once or twice. Once or twice. Uh, real quick, did you guys notice who the, that girl is? Someone in the chat just said it, and I totally forgot about that. What, Le- like, uh, Le- Leah Sadow? Yeah. She's yeah in I mean, fra- she-, she was fragile in... Uh... I made that. I already said oh, that. Oh, you did that? Yeah, she was oh, I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. Oh, she was fragile in Death Stranding. Yeah. I, I said that like the tear fell down her face, which like always happened in Death Stranding. Oh. Cool. But uh, also from Mission Impossible. Uh, yeah, she was the Kong. the record store person, right? In the beginning of it. No, no, no. She was the. Oh, she, was awesome. she was the agent in the uh, in the building, the Burj Dubai, the the uh, Burj Khalifa. Oh, fuck, that's oh right. right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, she was getting that. She was the one that was like brokering the deal. Yeah, she's the one then... who had the glasses that like saw the or the, the guy yeah, saw the, her the as the killer. The yeah, and Paula Patton like, beats, like throws her out of the fucking. Yeah. Uh, we should go back and watch Mission Impossible. I know. Let's do it again, guys. Yeah. <laughs> what a oh. good movie, man. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she tells a story about how some guy came to kill her dad one time, and but he didn't know there was a cabinet. He keeps a gun under the kitchen sink, and so she killed that guy's ass, and that's why she hates guns. And she a, killed and that guy's ass. Whatever. Uh, Q and Money Pell tell M where Bond is, and but M's like, dude, we can't track him. Wait, Don't you turn everything off because if C knows it, then everyone knows it. Sorry, one, one more question. She she did kill that person that came with the gun. Yeah, that's okay, why she hates all this thing. She was forced to kill a guy. I thought later uh, when uh, Bloomfield was like, I came to visit once. I thought he was implying that he was that dude maybe but i yeah, maybe she was like but... i don't remember that and he's like i remember it well maybe who knows this movie's ambiguous to say the least um let's see that night bond and madeline meet in the dinner car and both of them look fucking amazing um and she's like you shouldn't stare he's like you shouldn't look like that and i was like oh, fucking yeah. i love that yeah. i love it so much because immediately it was one of those things i'm like why again she looks great in the scene. older than ever I still don't buy this whole you can get anyone you want. And then he does things like that. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'd fuck you right now. Yeah. And then they order they order vodka martinis dirty. And I'm like, oh, I see where this is going. Mm. And then she asks him why he chose to be an assassin. He's not even sure he had a choice. Can you, can you imagine being the fucking waiter in this scene where she's like, I'll take a, ma- a martini dirty. And he's like, same. And the waiter's like, they're going to fuck. Like, yeah. These guys are going to fuck right now. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure that's the waiters what... deal with that sort of stuff all the time. Oh, sure, when I used sure. to, when I serve food, I we would absolutely spot that. We'd God. go back like, these two are going to fuck. Or more likely, because I used to serve food at the Irvine Spectrum, I'd be like, that dude is with a prostitute. That woman is working. Anyway. Um, wait, wait, wait. People take prostitutes to like nice restaurants? Escorts. You have to take them to dinner first, apparently. You have to? Whoa. Because the sex, I guess, is optional. Who knows? Yeah. We used to see it all what? the time. Well, no, isn't it? Isn't it that it's prostitution if you just fuck them? So you have to like take them on a date. Isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's also you know prostitution what? if you take like you know if there's you know, money. You know, in the movies, right? Kevin. Twenty years. You know, you know what I mean, Sam? You know, in the movies, in the movies when uh when they're like, all right, we're about to do the super illegal deal. 
but it but I have to be your lawyer for this, so you have to give me right. a dollar. Yeah. Give right. me a dollar right now, yeah, and yeah, I can so accept that I can't be forced yeah. to talk about it. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect example. Uh, anyway, uh, they order. She asks him. And he goes, "I don't know. I don't know. Why I'm doing this." And she tells him he always has a choice. As they drink, and then they drink to that. And then Bond is a cool little shot where Bond sees Batista coming up on his six through the little like uh, silver uh, plate cover. And then he's like, "I'm gonna fuck this guy up." And Batista's like, "No, you're not." Yeah, no. Does not even have time to react like that. It's the quickest start to a fight scene I've ever seen. Right. And I appreciate it. He's great. And then the train just gets destroyed. Also, James Bond movies love trains. They really there do. Been a train in every fucking movie. There was definitely a train in Skyfall. They fought on top of it. Yeah, and there was cool. one in Casino Royale for sure. I, I don't know. I just love it. It's, this fight yeah. scene is fantastic, and I love how the music is just pulled out of everything. Yeah, yeah, the music it's is pulled out, and it's just poof, poof, fucking hard ass hits, and it's totally the the smaller, cunning, quick guy against the big, beefy, fucking brooding I, guy, and it's just awesome, dude. But I, I don't feel like we we see that. I feel like we see this guy just beating the shit out of him, and like. It, to me, it seems like uh, 007, oh shit, sorry, is not, uh, like, he, he doesn't stand a chance. No, I mean, th- no, there he gets some hits in. Like, there are he some He gets moments. some hits in, but they're not yeah. doing shit. Like, it is Bautista uh, like very it. much grabbing him around. And, and, and I think it was cool. I just think that the ending of it is really disappointing, where it's just like, oh, I guess he died. Like, it would have been cooler if it was like, oh, no, he just got his fucking, like, arm ripped off, and he's definitely going to die. You know, instead of just so, like, maybe we'll see him in the next movie. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe he's just, gonna come back and bite through some fell. shit like Jaws. I, I, I just didn't like the shit. Like it it felt like they didn't have him say anything the entire yeah. movie just to have that moment. And it was yeah. just like we really didn't need did, a comedic beat here, especially so poorly delivered by yeah. Dave Batista. That's true. Nick, Nick, did Odd Job also not speak? I don't remember him speaking a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because that, that was just, like I don't understand why they didn't make him odd job. Was wasn't Ob Jobs uh Blowfield's dude or was he Goldfinger's dude? I think it was Goldfinger's dude. Because eh, I think that odd job is from Goldfinger. Okay. Is this uh, the is this the final movie? Until Yeah, until next year. Yeah, oh, until no yeah. time to die. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. Either way, uh, Lee Sudo Sudo comes in and saves him a little bit, but then she gets beat up, and then he he kicks Batista off the truck, and then she goes, Get off my train. Get off my train. And then she goes, What do we do now? And Bond looks at her, but the implied message is now, we fuck. And I I, I cut to them going to their room and making it out At this moment, I I looked... I had gotten a slack or something happened on, on a text message thread that we were on. So I looked down, but I heard the line, what do we do now? And in my head, I jokingly said, now we fuck. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I rewound a little bit, and then the scene pops up again. It's like, oh, yeah, they're totally, yeah, yeah. The, 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 he, the <laughs> that's, that's what they're doing. <laughs> they almost both died to this giant man, but they chained him, and he's dead somewhere on the side of a railroad track. And now we're going to Nothing gets you going like that. Yeah. Now nah, we fuck. Uh, the next day, they get dropped off at a train station in the middle of nowhere. And again, I made a like, little quick note. They look great here. I love the costume design here. I love that. It all matches. I think that the locale they shot in was gorgeous. Um, and they, soon enough, they're like, what the fuck are we going to do? He's like, I don't know. And he looks out, and he sees something coming toward him in the desert. And she's like, what is that? And he goes, that is a 1948 Rolls-Royce Silver Wraith, which is the coolest name <laughs> a car has ever Wraith been named. Fuck you, Aston Martin Vanquish or Vantage or whatever. The Silver Wraith is the shit. Um, anyway, what exactly the plan is here? I don't know. They just get in. The driver's like, hey, please. And he's like, they're like, okay, we'll just well, get in. We'll what just was drive the plan even before that? They're just waiting for know. another train? Like, it, I don't know. This, this is all fucking where, weird, yeah. man. At like, least in Skyfall, the, the plan was, hey, have Why you guys seen that? Here? I don't know. 
I don't know. Why I mean, that bad guys, Tim. There are train stations out all over the place in the desert, but I don't know. But like, like, drop. like there in the desert, like there's literally nothing around. I mean, I've, I've, I'm all, my only touchstone for that is other movies that have those, like the Darjeeling Limited and uh, I've things seen, like that. Yeah, it's a good movie. Though. Yeah, I saw a vlog recently where there was a dude in England, or no, 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 there was a dude just like somewhere in Europe or Asia, some somewhere in the Eastern Hemisphere, and like he he was stopped off at a train station where there it was just like fucking desert, dirt yeah. everywhere. It was like, where did this train station go? So that wasn't too hard. For did me. he have a lot of yeah. water? No, but he was vlogging. Yeah, so that... that... <laughs> All right, so he, does, he doesn't need it then. You're right. It's not hard for me to believe. I just I don't understand the function of that. Well, yeah, I don't either. But... Where it's like... Yeah. Well, again, this is another one of those things where it's like, were they expecting to then take another train to somewhere that they could rent a car so that they can drive into this place? You know what I mean? Like, that's I, where it's whole... like, what was the plan here? It just so there happens that... The, they knew that they were coming and they sent this guy to pick them up yeah i don't i don't i don't really know and again i think this is at least in skyfall they were like hey we have, when em was like what's the plan he goes have you seen home alone that's the plan em's like <laughs> okay i got it <laughs> in this one it's like what what is the what possible possible other outcome could you expect then you just walk right into the bad guy's lair he knows you're coming you're gonna get killed he's gonna torture yeah. and kill you yeah. there's yeah. nothing else you can do here oh don't forget though i've got the watch and it's like, this guy knows everything. You wouldn't know you had a watch on? Don't worry about it. He's got a bomb on him, so that's... I feel like that was his plan. I'll just, I guess I'll maybe just that's all plan, up. Unless they took your watch away, and then you'd be kind of fucked. Sure, but anyway, sure. uh, they pull up to this dope-ass desert getaway and are greeted by Oprah Hauser's butler. And he has a great moment where he's like, um, he lunches at 12, and you guys have some clothes in the room, but also here. And he offers him a tray, and Bond's like, oh, shit, okay, here's the gun. Be careful, it's loaded. And it's like, yeah. well, all right. Um, I, li- I like the actor that plays the the... the maybe that's not him the butler yeah he kind of reminds me of the, the weird actor? accountant from casino royale he's like oh we got down the, yeah. the numbers in the front happy his, guy. his yeah. face in this i was like why'd you go with that take no idea <laughs> he looked so no fucking idea. goofy uh bond goes to his room where he finds a suit uh and a print of a, that bad photoshop job only this time you can see that their picture <laughs> uh is oberhauser and it's just like a weird de-aged christoph waltz and it's creepy as shit Anyway, they dress for lunch and head to the observatory where they find a meteorite was waiting for them. And this is supposed to be a deep moment where he's like, this thing traveled for years and years and years until it finally met Earth. And it was like, it's this unstoppable force. And then Bond's like, but it stopped. Like it hit Earth. Your your metaphor is stupid. Mm-hmm. And Christoph Waltz is like, okay, this come is... with me. We'll go to the other room. The other room was more impressive. <laughs> yeah, this is this just is... a meteorite room. This is supposed to be the, 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 rats, the yeah. rats in the fucking... Yeah, which was yeah, fucking a cool thing to say to someone yeah. before you tortured and killed them. It was like my grandmother had to figure out how to kill rats, so she turned them into carnivorous fucking like uh, uh, other rat huh? eating. Not carnivorous. Uh, yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, where you eat your own species. Cannibals. Cannibalistic rats. And you're like, that's fucking crazy. Your mom, your grandma could do that? How's her paella? <laughs> Man, I'd really anyway. like to eat some paella right now. Oh, Why no. would you say that? That's such an excellent... Anyway, uh, turns out this place is all about information, man. It's a center for operations. And again, that would be really impressive if we hadn't seen the dumbed down, way cooler, way more vicious version of that in Skyfall. Uh, to, and then he shows M. He's like, this is how much access I have. And he turns on the security at MI6. And then we see M's parting message to his people. Uh, turns out C is one of his people. And everyone's like, yeah, no fucking shit. We knew mm-hmm. that. That's that's the least that's the least impressive uh, thing anyone's ever said in a movie. Uh, but he's a like, why question. go with C? 
um, remember when um, what's her face gets the penny penny money or whatever her name is gets the phone money call? <laughs> hang- yeah, money penny. Thank you. Uh, and she's hanging out like she- there's there's a guy there talking to her. Yeah, was that C? Is no. that how he got the bug in there? No, they're just sneaking no, in. I think okay. they just they just have access to everyone's cell phones. Okay, and like good for you. Um, he's like, why did you pick C? He's like, well, he's a visionary like me. He understands one crucial fact that a terrible event can lead to something wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's an interesting concept, but okay. Um, I'm not <laughs> going to talk about that too much. Good enough. Oberhausen has been behind it all. He's like, I've been behind Lashif, Silva, Green, Lind, M. I've been the author of all your pain, Bond. And he's like, all right, cool. So if I kill you, I don't ever have to worry about anything again. Seems pretty simple. Great. No, and then another like guy that. comes on. He's like, I was over Oberhauser. <laughs> yeah, I'm Uber Oberhauser. And you're like, all right, we're done here. And then he shows Madeline her father's last conversation with Bond. And Bond's like, no, don't watch it. Oh. And then uh, Madeline watches Mr. White blows his brains out. And she's like, Ugh. and he's like, oh, well, it was not worth me getting hit over the fucking head. And then she says, the things that bring Oberhauser goes, the things that bring people together out of horror, beauty. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Anyway, well, um, Blow, they... the entire time, it's like everything that he says, like I, Christoph Waltz is so great that I'm just like, I love yeah. you and I'll watch you say anything. And this movie is proof of that. Yeah, because you're not saying a single thing interesting and your tactics are stupid as fuck. Yeah. Like everything that he does, I'm like, OK, so you later put the fucking things into his head to like screw him up and it doesn't screw him doesn't up. doesn't do anything. No, it doesn't work. Like but we need a shot of him though. like Ugh. his vision going blurred or something and being like, wow, this guy's really mm. crazy and creepy. It's supposed to be like sadistic because they have that moment where they talk about like, we'll just get into that scene next. So they knock Don- Bond out and he wakes up and we see a white cat and everyone's like, hey, that we forgive everything about this movie because the white cat's in it. Good for you. Um, and then Bond and Blofeld starts drilling holes in Bond's head. And fuck, was supposed to mess with his brain, but it didn't really do anything. And then Bond screams. Oh, I was like, oh, is that? Why did he not do such a dumb thing to? No, but it's revealed, of course, that the whole reason Oberhauser hates Bond was because when Bond's parents died in an avalanche or, or a climbing accident. I don't know how many people died in avalanches here. I don't know. They died, so Oberhauser's father took him in, and he liked Bond a lot more because Bond's not a fucking psychopath. Sure. Um, and then, of course, Blofeld's like, so I had to kill my dad. And I guess I killed him in a climbing accident, but I also killed myself, but I don't know. It's a lot of weird stuff. And Bond's like, you're fucking creepy as shit. You've always been creepy. You've always been the creepy kid. You've fucking known it. What up? Yeah. Now she knows it, and everyone else in this room knows it. See the guy over there in the corner? He knows he you're fucking, fucking knows creepy. So, fucking yeah, creepy. like, so Blofeld is angry and jealous yes. that that his father kind of, like you know, Bond brought more. Bond in. Yeah, Yeah, but it's like, like the the dude's parents died, right? Your dad's just being a good dad. Your dad's well, I think just he's a like, sociopath. I think yeah, he's, he's definitely to be a, a psycho. sociopath. Yeah. But then, so but the thing that just really doesn't make sense about this movie is so the entire that he's mad at James Bond. Like his plot is he's mad at James Bond. No, but he's in the also same a piece way of that shit. The guy from the last movie was mad at M, and yes. so he's like, I'm going to. You're the better do son. All mm. of this different shit to fuck with you and be the author of your pain over the course of four movies plus all of the shit that happens in between. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why not just go find this fucker and kill him? Like, well, I think, I, but I, mean, I don't think that I don't think that's how this has gone. Like, I, this is how it's just randomly gone down. His plan. Like, I don't think he was been going after Bond until Bond interacted with his world, where Bond came in worse in Casino Royale, and then he was like. Oh well, we have this lady who's fucking we're gonna use to get this money, but it's like, oh, she's also connected to Bond. Now let's kill her, you know, kind of thing. 
Yeah. yeah, it's just like then you don't get to say you're the author of the pain. It's just like right, I'm, right. I'm the I'm, sure. I'm a pain. It's it's all bad. Anyway, uh, keeps torturing Bond. Bond's able to get. Thankfully, they put the, his hands back behind his head so he can behind his back so he can start fucking around with his Omega watch. And we see the logo on that a lot. And they paid a lot of money for that. He turns the the bezel on it and it activates the uh, self destruct button, the bomb button, anyway, the timer for a minute. And then uh, he's like, "I'm gonna fuck with your." Blofeld's like, "I'm gonna mess with your uh, your your recognition." And when I do this, you're not gonna recognize anyone. And then he does it, and nothing happens. And you're nothing like, "That's happens. weird." So and she, he goes. Do you still recognize her? And he goes, I'd recognize you anywhere. And she's like, like we got to fuck again. Should yeah, we fuck again? Fuck later? Yeah, sure. Oh, let's have a full conversation uh, that's vague. I'm not going to tell you exactly what's going on, but I'm going to tell you time flies and all this fucking shit, right. blah, blah, blah. Ten minutes are going to pass, and Blofeld's just going to be over there like looking at us like, I guess I'm going to let them talk. That's yeah. cool. Uh, totally anyway, yeah. Yes, why not? Is Blofeld the guy that was like, no, Bond, I expect you to die? No, that was actually Goldfinger, I think. Okay. I think I got that wrong when I was joking around a KFAF. I'm pretty oh, I, sure I didn't watch the case. If, if you yeah, Google yeah. that real quick, but uh, I think it's I think it's Goldfinger, and I think yeah. he uses a laser to cut Bond's right. dick. Well, I mean, it's funny. No, Mister Bond, this, I expect this you to die. looked the setup for it looks so much like he's in the similar position, you know? Yeah. Well, Bond's always getting tortured by someone. Uh, Ian Fleming really had like a torture fetish, but I thought it was Doctor No that said it. Uh, okay, no. everyone's got their own opinion. Sounds like. Oh, right. Kevin will look it up. I can't remember. Offhand, it was. I think it actually it's a, is it's kind of a redhead. It, mm. No, it's a yeah, a little bit older generation. Everybody's saying it's Goldfinger in chat. It's there Goldfinger. you go, Goldfinger. There you go. Uh, let's see. Bond says time flies, and Madeline's like, "I gotcha." Ah, and then she she stupid. just slides the so thing stupid. across. She just slides it across the the thing, and it only blows up Blofeld. And you're like, "Cool, he's done." And then Bond shoots his way out of the facility as it kind of blows up, and it's so lazy. It's so lazy. There's like a music cue where he's like, I got to kill that one guy off in the thing. And then he pulls the trigger. The guy, it's like, what? And the guy just like drops. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, he's done. And at this point, I forgot there was a third act of this movie. So yeah. I was like, thank fucking God it's done. Mm-hmm. Thank God it's done. They go up, they fly out, and then we go to London. I'm like, oh, my God, there's more. I forgot there's more. Why would there need to be more? Like we have all the evidence we need to take all these people. We could just – it's a foregone conclusion. Everyone's dead. But no, we've got 20 more fucking minutes left of this movie. <laughs> Wait, but we have that moment where they run outside and they kill the, the the guards that are standing there. And then they look back and the whole thing explodes and then explodes even harder. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, okay, clearly everyone's dead. And also, Nick, it's not 20 minutes. Like I feel like it was like 40 minutes after this. <sighs> it was so like, there was a, There was a long time period after this. Uh, so they have to stop Nine Eyes now, and it's like you think you just take some people over there and stop it. It's not that fucking hard. You're still M. Anyway, uh, Madeline and James part ways, and you're like, that's a terrible idea. She's gonna get kidnapped. Okay, and then she gets kidnapped, and then they take him to an old burned out MI6. Let's see. Uh, then they go, they all meet up, and then they split up, and Bond gets kidnapped, and they take him to the old burned out MI6 headquarters, and it's like think on your sins. And then Bond breaks free and beats the shit out of those guys, and there's explosives everywhere because they were gonna demo it. And that was something that was set up earlier. Uh, when C gets into his office, M is waiting there for him. And M's like, fuck you, I still have a gun. And he's like, or he's like, M must stand for moron. And then C stands for careless because I took Stupid. all the bullets oh, out of your gun. Oh, my God. They, they say, I don't know what M stands for. And moron. They, they say moron again. No, he goes, M, he goes, M stands for moronic. Moron. Moron. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay. but, it's, but again, like, how fucking lazy do you have to be to literally steal the very first scene from Casino Royale? Where he's like, you don't know. He's like, you don't really know anything. And Bond goes, well, I know where you keep your gun, which was a fucking cool thing to mm-hmm. say to someone who thought they had the drop on you. And it turns out you just flipped it on them. That one line has so much like 
fucking awesome implications to it. And this one, it's like, no, you're dumb. No, you're dumb. Well, no, A stands for asshole, Andy. Uh. You're like, I Nick thought, stands for fucking I thought narcotic. they were going to do like the C word. Like the, uh, me too. Me too. Like when, when that happened, I was like, Careless. they're actually going to do it. And then I was like, well, I am watching the, T- the FX cut. So maybe they, oh, maybe God. it is uh, careless. <laughs> anyway, Bond walks through this fucking weird like horror show carnival ride of MI6 with pictures everywhere. And it's Can like, you imagine oh, Blowfield hey. setting this up? Being like, oh, I'm going to put a picture. He's going to walk down this hallway and I'm going to put pictures here. So when he walks down, he's going to be like, oh, fuck. Those are all like Blowfield related things. This is so like Batman the Animated Series. Totally. Mm-hmm. This, this is Joker, Joker bullshit. Yeah, like putting the bat face up everywhere and like silly shit. I was like, what? Well, what then he, he walks into that in? room, shoots him and makes like the specter sign out of the glass. Mm-hmm. Where it, like he, it, it's oh, silly. I, you know, it's funny. This could have been fucking cool, man. If, if they made uh, Blofeld like a Joker character that had been built up so that when we get to this moment, it's like, this fucker is crazy. So I believe this in this world. Now it's just like, you're the author of pain. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, man. What I always think about in moments like this is I'm like, okay, how did this go? Hey, Phil, come here. Phil, you've been doing great for me. I sent you some pictures. I need you to go into Photoshop, make sure they're all the right size, and then print them out. And don't forget scotch tape. We're going to need a lot of scotch tape. Get the double sided one. Go in there and just... Can you imagine being the henchman that's like, this is some fucked up shit? I'm what printer? Right what printer is the Wi-Fi on, are. by the way? Yeah. <laughs> what printer is the Wi-Fi on? Oh, Don't use oh, the Epson no, because it the HP has more ink in it. Okay, got yeah, it. It's got okay. more ink in it. Gotcha. I'm going to walk in. Can you imagine being James Bond? You walk in. The dead people. Oh, fuck. That's my name. Oh, there's name. Oh, fuck. That's me. Yeah, damn it. He's coming after yeah, me. I'm next. <laughs> so weird. Anyway, all uh, uh, oh shit starts breaking loose, and Blowfield's there, and he's behind the glass, and he's like, oh, I kidnapped her. And, and he's like, she's somewhere in here. And Bond's like, she's in M's office. Of course. She has to be in M's office, right? And he's like, uh, no, no, she's not there. <laughs> you can't find her. And he's like, I'm going to go right to M's office. She's clearly going to be there. Anyway, meanwhile, we're having a secondary action over in the intelligence place where M and C get into a, the lamest fucking fight ever. And then M accidentally or maybe on purpose drops C off the fucking top floor. He, he doesn't he, drop him. Like, they, they don't they break the, they the fight rail? They over a gun or something. They break the yeah. rail and then he, like, goes to the corner and is, like, tipping over. And M's just like, fuck, and I don't have to help. You know, oh, I'm not going to kill you, yeah. but I'm not going to save you. I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. What movie, Tim? Batman. Batman Begins. That's the one. Oh. I don't have to save you. Well, that's the same as killing yeah. someone. Yeah, it's it the is, same. Yeah. It's the same. Uh, yeah. Just FYI, it's you just, you're not sure. You know what I mean? Right. Like for you the rest of your life, you're gonna like think, "Oh, did he? Did he exactly. survive?" Exactly. Did somebody... uh, let's see. Bond goes. He searches the building and then realizes she's up in M's office. Oh. When he gets there, and then he hears her start screaming, and he looks over in what I assume is M's personal bathroom, where M used to take a kiki, uh, and then she's just there, <sighs> what tied in up into the name bed. What kiki be? It's a boo boo. It's like when old women kind of have that like Wait, hold on. poop. A uh, kiki is an ubu. A boo boo. A boo boo. Kiki is an ubu. You fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, so she screams, and uh, he finds her there. And he cuts her out, and then he goes, "Do you trust me?" And she's like, "Get me the fuck out of here." That's what it's I want. Aladdin, and he just jo- he just jumps down a hole, and then lands this on a is net. Straight up Aladdin. Yes. It's fucking weird. When did that, he set up the thing? net? When did he yeah. find no, out that the think, net was there? The What's the context of that net? The net's there as a safety net for anyone that falls. I, that's how I read it. Where like when you're doing demo and construction, they'll set those up in places so just in case someone accidentally falls down the thing. Oh, more, more likely people than not, just people just fall and get hurt. Get on yeah. workers' comp. But also, why would you put the net eight floors down? Maybe put one net a net on every that's floor. That's the thing. That has the it hole. just it it makes no sense, and it's just like oh, this is like the couch from earlier. Like that kind of implied that James Bond planned the couch earlier. 
This is you weird. Know, a, this is dumb. You can't just but jump off shit and land on no, stuff. No, he's really good or, at noticing big things that he can land on underneath him. It's true. That's one of his. That's one of the new skills he picked up since mm-hmm. uh, Casino Royale. That yeah. parkour following people. Actually, he hasn't quite figured out how to follow people yet. Because uh, uh, with a plane, it's like, oh, he's right there. Um, anyway, uh, thankfully, there's a boat down there, too. So as MI, the MI6 or MI5 office starts to explode, the boat shoots out onto the river. And you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then Bond sees the helicopter. And he's like, how am I going to do this? Now, in other Bond movies, he would empty the clip and miss. And he'd have to come up with a very clever way mm-hmm. of taking down the helicopter. But in this one, he just tries a little harder, and the last shot hits the thing. I couldn't yeah. believe that's the direction they took this. It's like, so lazy. As, so as he keeps lazy. shooting, I'm like, okay, what's next? What's mm-hmm. what's next here? Are you going to launch up the boat somehow at the helicopter? Or you, like, what, What's the plan here, Bond? And then he just kept shooting better. Or like better. <laughs> you have, or like exactly, and or like for instance, I don't know if I was sitting in the writers' room, I'd be like, well, Q's not doing anything right now, and he just hacked into Nine Eyes. So why don't you have Nine Eyes fire up and hack into the helicopter's like computer program and just take it down? Shut it have down, him do so something well. cool, and then they have to have a hand-to-hand fight where he has to kill him one more time. This movie at no point like puts them <laughs> against each other. He just crashes on a bridge, and then everyone surrounds him, and then Bond walks up, and he's about to pull the trigger on him. And he's like, I'm out of bullets. As he, and I'm like, is that a reference to something earlier? I Why, can't remember. Why'd you say that? I don't there's know. No, there's nothing clever in this movie, man. That's what really got like, out about it. Why are you leaving this guy alive? He's a genius, and he only wants one thing: to torture and kill you for the rest of your life. Put a bullet in his fucking. But then he head. wanted him to kill him, so it's one of those things. Like now, if he kills him, he's doing him a favor. You know what I mean? Instead, he's gonna go to jail or it's one of so, those small box so jails. You're gonna let this guy go to jail where he's got, by the way, infinite resources. He's mm-hmm. just gonna break out of jail. This uh, is the bad thing over and over again. Just kill you him. You remember this is the same organization, you know, that like in with Quantum, where they were just like, we have people everywhere, right, Steve? And Steve was like, oh yeah, 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 and like oh, then tried cue. to shoot you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just shoot him. Now the only thing I can think of is that they wanted him to interrogate him For, to get yeah, to care apart Spectre. But at the same time, it's like without you, you know, half the people that are in this fucking thing already, you've already seen their faces. So, like, it doesn't matter. They let Blowfield get arrested, and M's like, What's up, fucker? And he's like, Oh, shit. Uh, and they watch Bond walk off into the distance, hand in hand with Madeline. You're like, Oh, that was a cool ending to this. Nope. Back at Key Branch, Key watches the elevator descend one more time and out walks Bond. And he's like, Oh, I thought you'd gone. And he goes, I have. There's just one more thing I need. And then Bond fires up the fully refurbished. Again, would have taken two, three years probably for experts <laughs> to do this. Like people who really know how to how to how to refinish and and bring up the speed. And Aston Martin. Do you think maybe they like, put? Do you think they put all the gadgets back in? I think they guarantee he did. He's like, you can't stop me. You think you you think you don't want those gadgets? And you're gonna want those gadgets. Yeah. So I'm gonna put that thing in there. Because what if this girl? What if you realize this this woman oh, that God, you're with Dick. is we go. 19 years old and has no real good view on anything? And you're like, I'm so tired of this. I just God, want her. I'm so to leave. happy you went that way Bing. with the joke. <laughs> Just ejects her the fuck out of there. Who's next? Anyway, uh, he fires it up, and Madeline gets in the passenger seat. And then again, for the second time in the last three seconds, they 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 drive off into the distance as the Bond theme roars. And then the end. Thank God. Mm. Thank God. Mm. And that's mm. it. James Bond's that- retired. He has love. Cool. Cool. Let's do some haiku. Seven right syllables in the middle. You need five. So <laughs> last. <laughs> Did I nail it or not? Haiku don't no. need to write. Haiku. In review. <laughs> just hit it a little early, Nick. I can't, man. Just fucking go. <laughs> oh, man. You got to love it. Uh, let's see. Engine25 writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Or kind of funny. Just like you can uh, to leave your review in haiku form saying fucking Christoph Waltz. Man can deliver a line. 
too bad the movie sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, she says the film's boring. The franchise died with Skyfall. Damn's lame song sucks balls. <laughs> hmm. Grayling T says James Bond, Kool Aid Man. Sam loves crane plash, cr- crash planes into barns. M stands for moron. Um, and then Mason Hall says, pulling my hair out. This movie's ridiculous. Cast deserve better. For real, though, I love the idea of pulling all the disparate threads together from previous films. As I always thought they should build Quantum as an arm of Spectre, but this film earns none of it, wastes all the potential of its premise as well as the phenomenal power of its cast, and lets the ending fall flat. Sorry for the long response. There you go. Uh, and then Monty Joe says, yo, Spectre, really? No Batista bomb even? Don't waste Dave like that, which I totally agree with. That's it. Those are our haikus. Do a little ragu. Give it to me. Hold on, hold on. Give it to me. Ragu. Ragu. <laughs> I tried to nail it. I don't know if I got the timer right on that one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys. I'm your host, Nick Scarpino, alongside Andy Cortez, Kevin Coelho, and Tim Blue Eyes Money Man Gettys. That's me. Uh, so far, oh, let me get the list out because I actually don't remember where we ranked everyone. Um, do, 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 do. Ooh, it just sort of occurred to me that I never made a ranking for this movie. Oh, no. Do you know a file? A, oh, shit. I think I threw out the, we don't need I threw out the ranking. Uh, I'm just going to do this from the top top of the fucking dome right now. Ladies and gentlemen, one is Tiago Silva from Skyfall. Then I believe we put Le Chiffre. Uh, there yeah, from Casino Royale, then Dominic right. Green from uh, Quantum of Solace. Where do we want to rank Blofeld? Ernst Stout. Bottom of Blofeld. the barrel, guys. He is I mean, just it, a... it, it breaks my heart, but I, I, I gotta. You gotta give him points because it is Christoph Waltz. No, you cool. don't, though. Here's the thing he did a bad job making the character good. You know, like. like he didn't have anything to work he with. Didn't have, and that's fine. But I guarantee you, Meryl Streep would have killed it. You know what I mean? I put, I put him, killed it. I put him over uh, uh, Homeboy. I put him at number three. I put him above. Uh, who's number Green. four right now? The, uh, number four is no one. We're trying no, to rank th- number three, the last spot. Sorry, is Dominic yeah. Green from Quantum of Solace. I don't even remember that guy. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I, this is He's better than that. that. He takes an axe to the foot. I'll agree with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I go with this. That guy. Oh, he took an axe to the foot. Oh, yeah. I'm getting. Ugh. Oh, disgusting, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that guy, even like his his like role in the organization, made more sense than like. Oh, he did. So but you're, it, you're mostly doing this for revenge. All right. I don't believe it. I would sure. rank him at number three. I would say Blofeld's number three for me. What do you guys think? I agree. I put him at number right. three. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. The new ranking and final list until No Time to Die comes out, and we'll see who the bad guy is in that, which I think is Remy Malik. Yeah. Uh, we're going to. We're, the final list is. Uh, Tiago Silva, number one. Uh, Le Chiffre, number two. Uh, Blofeld at number three. And then rounding out the top four is Dominic Green from Quantum of Solace. And there we're done. Go. There you go. Cool. Now it's time to rank the James Bond movies. Where do we put this one? Because currently the rankings are number one, Skyfall. Number two, Casino Royale. Number three, Quantum of Solace. I rank this dead last, in my opinion, for just being boring. I think there's a lot. Quantum was way more boring than this like i feel like this was at least it st- stands alone as a movie where things happen quantum nothing happens i feel and like quantum like, at least had some action scenes that i enjoyed and this one it's like the, the train one was the the most memorable and that like that wasn't great but quantum like at least the, also the beginning of quantum short. was really dope yeah and that yeah one. yeah and at least it was short 
I think um, I think the only thing redeeming about this movie for me is the Batista fight scene. I think uh, again there are some story threads that are interesting, but this movie is just not executed well at all. Uh, it, it totally wastes Christoph Waltz as a villain, as an actor. Um, I, I put this dead last only because I um, I liked what Quantum did, even though I still don't think it's a super good movie. I, I do think it had some cool. It, it, it was tying everything together from Casino Royale, and I enjoyed that aspect a lot more. But I just wish these movies were more like Skyfall. Yeah, I see that. To me, the reason why Quantum gets a little bit of a nudge is because uh, Quantum, again, it was about un- unraveling this secret organization. And, bon- and, you know, M has the good line where she's like, you know, when someone says we've got people everywhere, you expect it to be hyperbole. You don't expect it to be in a goddamn room. We, we saw that sort of like covert Illuminati group and they were a lot more cool and subdued than this group. This is so, this whole movie is so on the nose. They got a giant boardroom table. Everyone's there in this weird, like eyes wide shut style meeting. The bad guys literally bathed in shadows. I'm like, that doesn't feel like a contemporary bond movie. That feels like we're stepping back into like the early nineties with bond. And it's just, again, if Spectre had just been Spectre, and we'd never seen Quantum. We hadn't heard of Quantum. That might have been cooler. We could it could have been a better reveal. But we've already seen him take apart an organization like that. And now we're just doing it again. It's really weird because watching these week to week, I've enjoyed every single one of them more than I did the first time. But now that all four are done, like looking back on it, I feel like I like all of them less. I, I like Skyfall a lot more than I thought I was going to like it the second time. And I think that, you know, I, I gave that movie a really a, a really raw deal. Uh, originally but to me i still think it it is a fun movie to go back and rewatch i think casino royale was a fun movie to go back and rewatch and i think quantum had a lot of good things to it this was the only one i really it took me a while to get through because it's just such a rehashing of everything and just so unimaginative where it could have actually been like you know let's let's call a a spade a spade here like the mission impossible the plot lines are very very cheesy and and thin and rehashed anyway but it's what they do with the action sequences and how the characters interact that's super fun and you just don't get any of that in this you get a weird scene where q orders him a fucking energy smoothie and you're like oh what is happening with this M M missing here was really really big for me yeah, there's no. Dude, she it's, wasn't yeah. like there was a scene with her where she was still giving orders. It just yeah, but he means the was, dynamic. No, I, no I mean, I mean, yeah. No, and, and I get that, but I'm saying fun. like, like I, I kind of just feel like this movie, like these movies, so feel so like all of them lost and confused on what they're trying yeah. to be and what they're trying it's to important. get to, and it's just like I wish that someone had put this all together with a little bit more yeah. vision and planning. It yeah, sucks I think, because I, think, it, I really do think that it makes all of them worse. Like even Sky, like this movie, I think I look at Skyfall in, in a lesser light because I feel like none of them stand alone as just good movies by themselves because they're all built on, well, this only is happening because we had the build up from the other movies and stuff. And it's just like, just looking at these four, it's like they there is no cohesion. Like yeah, we yeah. finally have a team and it's like, is No Time to Die going to be the first time we actually see it all gel? I don't believe it. I um I, I think that Quantum uh although I didn't I don't think it's a very good movie it there was really not a whole lot in Quantum that made me roll my eyes and kind of go oh are you kidding me and this movie I, I did I caught myself doing that several times whether it was writing or uh an uh, just a decision the directing you know forced actors in I don't know I just thought a lot of it was like oh god really? I guess my thing is I choose this over quantum just because even though I don't think it's that good at least it commits to it's it's James Bond and there's going to be we're going to ha- hear the music a lot we're going to have him do things when music hit 
cues hit and he's going to have the gadgets. He's going to use them. And it's like, it's way tropier than I feel like any of the four we've had so far in terms of the James mm-hmm. Bond tropes. And so it's like, at least they did that. So for that, I'm like, all right, cool. I'll give you, I'll give it a six. Whereas quantum, I'm just like, this is just a bad action movie. All it was yeah, trying to do was be an action movie. And it, that's it because, failed at that. But that's because the way they built up Daniel Craig's character is that he was supposed to be a lot more serious and grounded. So when you put those gadgets in, it just seems fucking weird and out of place. And that's like, to me, why, you know, when you have an ejector seat in this movie, it just feels campy and it feels old and outdated. And it's and it's unfortunate because we were supposed to be trying to move beyond that and try to bring Bond into a new era, similar to how, like, you go back and watch the original Mission Impossibles. Even the first one, you're like, this is weird. Then they finally hit a stride. And I think to Kevin's earlier point, it's because Tom Cruise had so much power and influence over that series that he was able to bring in the writers and directors that he wanted and and bring back the cast that he wanted and have it feel like it was building on itself. And that's what they need to do here. And I'll be very interesting to see what they do with No Time to Die. Because I honestly think they're just going to fucking... It's going to be a rehash of what we've seen from Spectre. The only thing that gives me hope is it it is the guy that directed season one of True Detective. Which is a show that is like no other show I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. So uh, let's vote. Who thinks that this movie here, Spectre, is better than Quantum of Solace? Raise your hand. I'm the only one that raised... Sorry, sorry, sorry. I misunderstood. What a bear think? Uh, oh, hold on. Let me. I got bears somewhere. Give me one sec. Mm-hmm. A secaruno. Yeah, I just, I just can't help but want to rewatch Mission Impossible after all these. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, and, 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 and so I totally agree better. with Nick. Where I, you know, it is equally as cheesy in a lot of parts. Like Mission Impossible is totally cheesy. It's funner. It's funner. You but know? it's so much more fun. Yeah. yeah. But it, well, uh, that Barrett. works in that because it is kind of campy and larger than life, you know? Yeah. Uh, Barrett's thoughts on this are, this movie's weird and all over the place, but I kind of liked it. I talked shit about the team aspect they tried to sell us at the end of Skyfall, but I really enjoyed seeing the team back again. This had a lot of fun action and plot that was super close to being my favorite, but was held back by a lot of storytelling choices that felt more convenient than earned for the sake of some reveals. Like revealing that Waltz was Blofeld and in control of all the previous villains was cool in theory, but really weird in execution, especially with the dumb-looking scar we get near the end of the movie. A lot of it felt like Bond fan service, which was cool sometimes, but stumbled most of the time. Also, how and why do people in this Bond universe fall in love so quickly? Like, he hung out with Swan for a couple of days and they fall in love. I don't know. I just, I wasn't sold. Again, a lot of weird stuff in this movie, but I was along for the ride. If the ranking is where I think it is, I'd put this above Quantum, below Casino. So, same place I would. I'm pretty in line with, with what Barrett said there. So, me and Barrett raise our hand. So, the new rankings of the Bond cinematic universe are number one. Skyfall, number two, Casino Royale, number three, Quantum Solace, number four, Spectre. Uh, we will return in November for uh, No Time to Die. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see. Uh, but until then. Bonfire. Oh, actually, wait. Before before that, uh, the next in reviews, uh, the official announcement's happening right now, motherfuckers. Whoa. Uh, next, next week, we're going to start doing two reviews a week, um, starting with Back to the Future and Transformers. Oh, shit. All right. So fucking hold on to your butts, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, stay tuned to Twitter for more details on exactly what days it's going to be, but it's probably going to be either Monday and Thursdays or Tuesdays and Fridays, depending on Greg Miller's schedule. So we're going to have to figure some shit out. Uh, but until then, get hyped. You can watch Transformers 1 and Back to the Future 1 to prepare for next week. And until then, bon voyage.